too. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Who wants to have some fun? I'm all about having fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, boy, is this great. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our files. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us laid. Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for me here. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird I have to ask twice. Those sad tissues or happy tissues? Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm ahead out west where real women call me quit. All right. All right. Chill like Flint. I like the new start. I'm liking it even more on day two. Welcome everybody, it is Thursday, March 9th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Get your MBA in a year. Just a year, just 12 months, not 13. 12 months, find out how by going to business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Streaming all over the Western Hemisphere, you know it's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey rocking a New Jersey Devils t-shirt, looking good. No power at the house, though. The the month of sadness, the salty march continues here. Uh, not knocked out by a new storm, but... You're saying they, they had to fix some stuff, so they had to turn your... This has happened to us before, too. There's yeah, been they, down lines or something. They have to turn your power off before they get it fixed. So, it's, it's a pain in the ass. So at 10, 12 this morning, uh, the exact time I do know because... Your clocks are all stopped? Well, no, because my sleep apnea mask was turned off. <laughs> I woke up like, I can't breathe. I looked at my phone. <laughs> I'm dying. I, I mean, it's the first thing I looked up, and I have an alarm clock that crossed my bed. Old school alarm clock. And it, you know, and it, it was blank. I'm like, oh, electricity, obviously. I looked at my phone. I saw the exact time. Uh, and then, of course, I call them, and they, they let me know so casually that it's not an outage. They just had to turn it off because they're even though the people across the street got power yesterday or last last yesterday evening. My parents got on. power last night finally. Yeah. So, but I call them like, well, we should have it on somewhere between maybe ten, eleven o'clock tonight. I'm like, why, why? And also on top of that, now I'm having this like some. Uh, Doing this open, I, I'm listening to Cowboy multiple times, more than one human being should, even a Kid Rock relative. Debatable. And I started thinking about it. Why does he describe going to California, but he calls himself a cowboy? Wouldn't, he, wouldn't that like, be a hippie, baby? Kid Rock's lyrics have never been based in <laughs> rationality. I mean, if you're going to be a cowboy, you're going to Texas, right? Or somewhere in the Southwest, yeah. Yeah, like, you know. You, you, or, or Northwest, for that matter. Idaho, South Dakota, North Dakota, one of the Dakotas. I mean, you're not going Montana. Yeah, you're not going Wyoming. to the place where the bill with scripts and, and fake. You know what? It's you're going to the place where there's pickup trucks and rednecks. You go in the middle of nowhere, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. So if you're going to go to California, you should be you know, going to be a hippie, baby. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Maybe just have the same ring to I'm it. I'm gonna get some legal weed, <laughs> baby. Gonna hug a tree and plant a flower. <laughs> Cali. Yeah. D- d- 
it does make sense. But then again, this is the man who rhymed things with things in the refrain of his most famous song. <laughs> Why now? <laughs> Which was a remake of uh, another song. Well, he sampled Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's Kid sample, Rock. You're using the word sample very loosely on that Well, one. it did. Kid Rock uh, being Kid Rock. That's fine. Well, whatever. It's the first day of what feels like the offseason. Yesterday, we were still reacting. It was technically the offseason yesterday, but we were reacting to the loss to Virginia Tech and, and not Virginia Tech, the loss to who the hell do we even play? Boston College. It doesn't matter. Fill in the blank ACC team. We lost to them, right? Well, besides Clemson. <laughs> did not lose well, to Clemson. We did lose to Clemson technically. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We, we split with them. We put them once. We split with Georgia Tech. No, we lost at Clemson. Did we? Yes. I don't even remember. So we so there's nobody in the ACC that we didn't lose to this year. Yes. Well, that's, <laughs> that's disappointing. The only thing we can like hold our heads up high is that we're like conference USA. It's a undefeated. new day. <laughs> is my point. God, we did. I've, I've, I've repressed all the. I've repressed the season already. I don't even remember what happened. That was one of the first guaranteed games that we didn't go. We didn't fulfill my guarantee in. Oh, was that what happened? Yeah, that's what it was. That's how I remember it. Because I think that was right before the Carolina, when you did guarantee a victory, and we did not win that game. At least when we lost to Clemson by ten. Uh, we've got we've got conference tournaments galore going on right now. It's this is one of the, my favorite days of the college basketball calendar. You've got the big tournaments have been going for a day or two now, but you've got the top seeds involved for the first time in the ACC, the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve, uh, couple of the other tournaments as well. You've got the SEC kicking into high gear with their second round. You've got the Big Ten kind of kicking into high gear with their second round. You've still got some of these lower tournaments playing conference championship games at night. It is a loaded day of college basketball, and it also always brings up one of my favorite stats in all of March because you've got top seeds usually playing in these comp- – like Marquette got pushed to the brink in the Big East earlier today, uh, beat, beat St. John's in overtime. But no team in the history of college basketball has lost their first conference tournament game and gone on to win the national championship. Has never happened. So everybody out there who's like, it's good to lose early in conference tournaments. Teams don't want to win. No. You want to play as far as you can in conference tournaments. Most times, conference tournament success equates to NCAA tournament success. Not always, obviously. But you have to at least have a little success because no team's ever gone one and done in their conference tournament and gone on to win the whole thing. It almost happened a couple of years ago. Uh, Texas Tech in 2019 got beaten in the quarterfinals of the Big 12 tournament and came within a few seconds of beating Virginia winning it all, but still has never happened. I, th- I always thought that I'd read that the Arizona was the only one to do it. But they didn't have a conference tournament. That's Yeah, I think that's, but they lost maybe their last game of the regular season is maybe what it was. I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. Because I, I always remember like hearing a stat, that, that stat and hearing like, but Arizona was the first one to do it. And then I think it was you or somebody else one time was a bunch of like, no, they never did. Yeah, there was no packed in tournament back then. Yeah. So they, I think they're the last conference NCAA champion that did not. Maybe like, that's what it win was. Win a conference tournament game, yeah. but they didn't play one. So it doesn't really count. Uh, but we've got. <laughs> You don't count. <laughs> yeah, we got Marquette pushed the brink today. They win. Kansas is going to play here shortly, and they've got an interesting situation now. Bill Self will not coach today, uh, dealing with a health issue, all sorts of rumors out there about him apparently having some sort of cardiac event last night. People are saying heart attack. People are saying some other thing. Like, we don't know, but he's apparently in good health in the hospital right now. But not only will they not have Bill Self today, Kevin McCuller, one of their best players, a Texas Tech transfer, is not going to play today either. So, Kansas definitely on upset watch. They're playing the fighting Bob Huggins is of West Virginia coming up at about 315. But that's that. I mean, Kansas is one of my, the teams that I, the very few teams that I trust in the NCAA tournament. I've kind of liked them for a while as my national title pick. But if they lose that first game, I can't go against one of my favorite stats. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Especially in the Big 12 tournament where they, they've they owned this thing historically. And West Virginia is on the 
barely on the bubble. They're not even on the bubble, are they? No, I, I think that they're outside. They're I mean, clearly on the outside looking yeah, in. They're 19 and 13 overall, but 7 and 12 in the conference yet. They're talking about sending, what, eight teams out of the Big 12 anyway, so. Yeah, and Oklahoma now is, they got beat by Oklahoma State last night. They're definitely out. Um, it looks like West Virginia is. I mean, they're an ace spot. No, West Virginia's in. Yeah, West Virginia's in, according, but they're kind of on the brink. They're yeah. 10 seed, 9 seed, according to most projections. So This is a game that they can. If they win, the, they're definitely in. Yeah. If they lose, they probably still have a fighting chance, especially because the bubble has been bad early on. Wisconsin gets beat yesterday against Ohio State. They're out. Michigan loses to Rutgers today. They're out. Uh, all the bubble teams that you've been rooting against, if you're another team on the bubble, have kind of faltered already. Um, Arizona State almost loses last night. We'll see what happens with North Carolina later today. But it's, it is a historically weak bubble, Trevor. It's just a bad tournament. It's always a story. It's a down year for the sport. There are no good teams. I feel like it's the year we should just send everybody to the tournament. Everybody belongs. Everybody. And we wouldn't be the last seed, technically. We wouldn't because you know what happened last night. Yeah. Cal lost to Washington State. Speaking of Pac-12, I just looked Three and 29. What effing losers. <laughs> Can you even imagine having to suffer through a three and 29 season? I mean, what a bunch of nerds and geeks. What a, what an atrocious college basketball team. Clearly the worst power conference team in all of America. Jason Kidd, I, I heard, has just denounced his, 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 his alma mater. Just end the program. Yeah. Just just get rid of it. They're like, Todd Bozeman at least cheated, but they won. <laughs> I mean, come on. How much did they lose by more than us? We ended up losing by 18? I think they lost 79. They lost by 17. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. They still won. They won three games. Get out of my face. They didn't have Clay Thompson on that team. Thank you, Tinkle. The sad thing is they're going to fire their coach and not think twice about it, but he's been there for a few years. I'm amazed he's still there. Mark Fox. <laughs> Not a great run at Cal. Not a great run for anybody at Cal. Basically, since the last time they made the tournament uh, with Quanzo Martin, had the thing is the last time they made the tournament, they had all that talent. Uh, they were you know the, the three first round picks. Was that with Jalen Brown? And then like two of them got declared ineligible right before the start of the tournament. Yeah. And they lost to Hawaii in the first round, uh, and that team kind of under uh, underachieved anyway. Yet Ivan Rab, Jabari Bird, Ivan Rab, yeah, yeah, like they were like they were a dark horse national title candidate. They kind of underachieved anyway, but then lost any chance. I mean, Quanzo was just cheating his absolute. Bees off out there. Can I say? Can I say? I don't know. I, I forget what I can and can't say. What, what, where's Quan? He because he got let go. Where is he? Was he's not? Where was he, where's Quanzo now? Quanzo went because he went from he went to there Missouri. to Missouri, yeah. and then got fired after last year. And they brought in Dennis Gates this year. And so he's just season. kind of he's out. He, yeah. He's flailing in the wind. I don't know if he's an assistant somewhere, but he is not. Uh, it, I don't know where. He, let's let's see if he's an assistant. Why like that? For the record, Arizona did enter that tournament with two game losing streak. There you go. I think that's maybe that's where I got the confusion. In my does not mind. affect the stat whatsoever. It does not. It does not. You're right. They uh, Quantum Martin is nowhere right now. But technically, that would make them the headed only. out west with Kid Rock, <laughs> listening to listening to cowboy music. But Arizona going that that would make them the last team, I guess, to enter the tournament on a loss. Well, no. I mean, you just because everyone else, if you if you if you don't no, you you don't have to win your conference tournament, but you can't lose your first game. Oh, that's there've been a lot of teams that have like lost true. the semifinals right, right, or lost right, the right, championship right, game. Right. But just no no team's been one and done in You're the right. conference tournament and gone out. Because, um, I mean, last year, Carolina You're right, in yeah, Kansas. Well, that, Kansas yeah. won the Big 12 last year, I think. Carolina got beaten in the semifinals by Somebody Fosse. Somebody yeah. But we've got ACC going on right now. Duke is, is hammering Pitt here, 37-21. Tough day for Jeff Greer. He announces that he's stepping away from writing about UofL and writing about college basketball and writing about sports in general. God, are, do you mean this season was so bad we killed Jeff Greer's love of And Brett Dawson. I saw somebody tweet out we that. We killed two they're, of They're the like, class. this team made Dawson and Greer leave 
like, like not just like change jobs. Dawson left sports writing entirely to take a PR job. Greer <laughs> left sports writing entirely. Somebody was like, if we lose Rutherford now, I don't know what to say. I'm like, I'm still here. I'm not writing as much as I used to. I'm shifting my focus to general college basketball for at least this month, but I'm still doing the show. Hey, I think Greer's still doing his podcast. If it makes you feel better, anybody. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not to, I, I'm just too lazy to leave. I'm, I'm here. Well, you're not writing anyway. Well, no. You gave up. You quit writing like 15 years ago, right? I think the last time I wrote something was under a pen name, Larry Lubers. <laughs> <laughs> which turned out to be a friend. Which I turned out to former Solid rat, turned, out to be a, reference. turned out to be a friend of Nick Curran. I found out doing the basketball game. Nice. Well, uh, next time he sees him, give him a high five for me. Is this your homework, Larry? Yeah. <laughs> nice reference. Um, yeah, Greer did. In all seriousness, I, I think Greer made this decision decision a while back. It's not like something that he just he, he had said kind of a couple months ago. Look, this is the way the world right now. So he's been doing the newsletter. It takes a lot of work to to. You know, he writes 3,000 words every week for this newsletter, does a lot of research, talks to people. He's also got the podcast, and he's got his full-time job with Racing Lou and Lou City now. So so it, there is no truth to the fact he made a standing declaration that if Jeff Capel isn't fired, he was he was stepping down. No, that's not what happened. Okay. He, he, I mean, like everybody, this team being so bad this year and fans being kind of checked out has affected, I, I think, numbers. I mean, I can tell you my site numbers are not certainly not what they used to be that we still do we're still one of the most trafficked college sites on SB Nation but we used to be like the most trafficked site on SB Nation and we're down I think other people that I've talked to their numbers are down as well and I know Jeff his subscriptions were down because the team was so bad people are have kind of checked out and so I think he was kind of like you know if, if it's not going to be worth it financially I've got a lot going on I don't have time for this and also it's you struggle to find topics to write about when you're covering a four and twenty eight team. So well, at I, least with last year's bad team, you had like the the, the finding in the, in the locker room. It would intrigue somebody to go to your website. You had storylines, and you also yeah. had. I mean, you had a staff that was probably more willing to the reach out to the media. <laughs> like you know, I think Jeff had some contacts on that staff, and you know, this staff has been besides, I guess, Rick Bozich. Like they don't really talk to anybody. Um, they certainly. I mean, I. I I have no relationship with the staff, which is fine. Like I, I don't, I don't no care. Plan. Yeah, I don't, I don't care at all. Like it, it's their, it's their prerogative. They can do what they want. But for someone like Greer, who's you know, using access to to break info and stuff like that, it was, I'm sure, a little bit tough. But I'm gonna miss reading Jeff, even though he's my fake arch nemesis. But I've been reading him since he got here. Uh, he always did great stuff. There was always stuff in that newsletter that I don't think you could find anywhere else. But he's still doing the podcast. He still's got the full time job. But it was he's stepping away. But his beloved Pit Panthers. Probably still in good shape to make the NCAA tournament, Probably. but they are—they're uh, getting it taken to them today by the ACC tournament favorite Duke. We also had Miami earlier today hang on in a uh, tight game against Wake Forest. They led most of the way. They kind of blew a large lead in the second half, but held on for a two-point win over Wake. So it'll be the Hurricanes versus it looks like Duke in one semifinal, and then we will have the other two quarterfinal games tonight. Do you find yourself? I, I mean, I, I know that it should be a fun game, by the way. It should be. I think both the games tonight should be fun. We had the topic of discussion in January or so. I think when conference tournament, not conference tournament, conference play was really heating up, and you know around these parts, it was time usually for most people to just dive headfirst into college basketball. And we sort of had the conversation about there's a prevailing thought here locally that people just aren't as into college basketball as they typically are, certainly as they used to be, because the team of note here has been so bad, and. I don't know if that, that's still the case. I'm still seeing some people online who are like, yeah, I can't watch the conference tournament games for you. 
Are you are you watching your usual intake of college basketball in early March, or are you finding it harder to get back in just because our team has been so bad and we're already done playing? <laughs> exactly. Um, a little a little bit of both, actually. Uh, I haven't really. I watched a little bit last night, but didn't really. I, I haven't got into. I feel like I'm going to start really get, embracing more this weekend and with Selection Sunday. Like, I mean, I, I obviously I know that Louisville's name is not going to be called. Yada, 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 what? 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 <laughs> I'm going to call my cable provider. There must be a mistake over at TBS or TNT. Or... Flip out. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing? We I... had a quad two win. <laughs> How can you have Clemson and Banados? We beat them by 10. We have four quad three and quad eight wins. I mean, whatever. Now. A lot of quad one losses. A lot of quad one losses. Actually, not that many. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I haven't. I probably, I'll be honest with you, more than likely, some more tonight, as well as more getting into tomorrow and, like I said, the weekend, I'll probably get more into it than, than I'm into it at the level I normally am. But, yes, the last few days have been, eh. Tonight will help, too, because I'm going over to Sunday, Indiana to watch TV until I get my cable, my electricity back on. There's kind of big studios to use for TV. Yeah. Yeah, I don't play me. <laughs> I mean, play Nintendo. Uh, so... Also, that I'll be able to make some bets, and I'll probably, I'll probably have, we'll make some bets for tonight. Maybe if there's anything up for tomorrow, which obviously, obviously helps me get interested in the game. Sure, it's still, I mean, but is this? I mean, I, I, you, I understand. Like you, you have a job, so you're you got to watch regardless, right? I, you I, want to or not? But. I think I would still. I mean, I'm just. I, it, it, this is my favorite thing. This is my favorite time of the year. Even when Louisville's out, I adore the NCAA tournament. I adore March Madness. I always have. But I mean, I. My friends, it's technically an NCAA tournament yet, though. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. Week, yeah, the, I mean, I'm saying that this whole month, I'm going yeah. to still absorb it the same way that that I always. Even if I wasn't working, I'd still be watching all of this. But, but I mean, my, my my friends are they're bigger into the the players' championship right now, the golf tournament. Like all my friends are just texting me about this golf tournament, uh, which me is too. kind of the, the fifth major. And like they're not like I'm I'm sitting here just like I'm watching St. John's and, and Marquette play a classic at the Big East tournament, which is making me nostalgic for. Madison Square Garden and our runs. Um, and last night, great game. DePaul Seton Hall. DePaul wins on a crazy block in the final seconds. Like, I'm still into it, but I, I can sense that my usual group, my core group of basketball friends, is just they're not locked in the way that they used to be. I like how it's the unofficial fifth major. Like, like Andre Giant was unofficially the eighth wonder of the world. Well, yeah. I mean, every I think every sport. Like, tennis has. Uh, Indian Hills is, is kind of the... The, the unofficial fifth major. It's like the, the biggest tournament of the non-Grand Slams. The Players' Championship is kind of the always like the biggest tournament besides the four majors. Speaking of championships, last night, your boy. Oh, AEW. Orange Cassidy defended defended the title against Jay Lethal, which was a fun match, but I've seen them like three times. I feel like it's like I'm ready to get this program over with and the feud with them. But the big news. What's that? Are you ready for this? I've got big news that just broke. They are no, They have renamed his title. Oh. It is no longer the All-Atlantic Championship. He's not we, the AAC champion. We've moved on from the AAC once again. Is he the world champion? Is he the, the ACC champion? They now called him. That would be hilarious, <laughs> by the way, if they did. No, uh, they have changed the name to the International Championship. It sounds too much like Intercontinental. It sounds a lot like the, your, I think, European title. It's both. Yeah, it, it is more of the European title level because their, their, quote, TNT title, which is kind of like the TV championship, is more their Intercontinental Championship. What do you got breaking news for me? This is going to blow your mind. I mean, good luck. My mind is we just halfway across we the wall. spoke Jim Beheim's retirement slash forced retirement into existence yesterday. By the way, Sean Moth, brilliant. Sean Moth Street was great. That was great. <laughs> 
Mark Fox has officially been fired at Cal. Oh, how? Ten minutes after I'm we called it. I'm make it official. <laughs> out, on a, uh, out on a ledge there. That's the third coach that we've talked into fire. Because Keno Davis kind of too, right? Remember you brought it up, the coach on the hot seat, and I said his name, and then we were like, wait a minute. You mean Kermit, Kermit Davis. Kermit Davis. For a second there, I was like, Keno Davis. I keep getting Kim, Kimo five. I keep getting him mixed up. <laughs> Davis boys, I swear. Keno Davis was, yeah, you, you You were ahead of that one. Kermit, yeah. Kermit Davis. Yeah, now I'm. <laughs> now you're doing it. Now you did it to me. Uh, so that's the third coach we've kind of pushed into the, the realm of unemployment. Big name to keep an eye on here, Tim Miles. Tim Miles, who... Kind of flopped at Nebraska. I was going to say, is he, where is he now? He's at San Jose State. Did a really good job this year. They're, they're like the five seed in the Mountain West. He's a good coach. I think I, do I think I, we're finding out that Nebraska is just a place where you can't win. It doesn't matter how good you are I mean, and how many resources they put in there. If you go 15 and 16, 16 and 15 on like three straight years, that's winning at Nebraska. I mean, Hoiberg probably. was like the god. And he's coming in there and they're like, <laughs> we still, still can't get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, they lost last night to Minnesota, by the way. I think three, I mentioned how like the last seed in, in major conference tournaments I feel like always wins that first game, or a lot of times wins that first game, us being the obvious exception, and Cal. Like, Minnesota won last night. Minnesota having a terrible Big Ten season. They upset uh, Nebraska. Um, I think the bottom seed in one of the other big tournaments won. I know Georgetown didn't. But Fox officially gone. I'd keep an eye on Tim Miles potentially getting that job. He's done a good job at San Jose State. Um, job, we'll see what happens. Job he did. I, I stand correct. I, I thought he, because I, I like Tim Miles, too. I thought he uh-huh. got, I mean, his record, he, A, he took him to the tournament. He did. Which was still the only power conference program to never win a game in the tournament. I mean, even though it does say second round, uh, that was that during that stupid. Oh time god, when they, they had to you count the first round as second round. It was oh. so dumb. Yeah, the, the first four was the first round. Yeah, but but I mean, he had one, two, three winning seasons, and including winning twenty two games. He did the best he could. Yeah, I mean, thirteen and eighteen, sixteen and eighteen, twelve and a, that's yeah. You're right. I mean, that's that's as good as you're going to do at Nebraska. I mean, just. I mean, Hoiberg, for the God's sakes, has gone 7, 10, and 16. I, I think the time is going to show that Tim Miles is a damn good coach, and it's more about just the job is a very, very tough one there. But I think he'll get a shot at Cal. Um, maybe. I mean, I, I'm just saying that's the name that I've kind of heard thrown out there. Uh, if he does, I think he'll do well. I forgot Barry Collier went there. Barry, there you go. Barry Collier. But we are in the thick of conference tournament stuff. We've got a couple of, of Louisville notes to get to. The first steps for – God, my voice. The first yeah, steps okay, for man? Kenny Payne – in an offseason that he absolutely has to win, I think are now becoming evident. Dennis Evans this weekend, visiting, would love to lock him up before he leaves. Everybody seems to think that this is almost a done deal. Yep. If you lose him now, it becomes a disaster. If you get him, awesome. Now we also have Trenton Flowers announcing his commitment date. It's going to be a week from, I think this weekend, March 18th, I believe is the date at 530. Um, everybody's saying now, He's a Louisville lean. The crystal ball projections, it was like 20% of the picks that had come in were for Louisville. Yesterday, after he officially announced his uh, his announcement date, the announcement of the announcement, um, it skyrocketed. Uh, 84%, I think, of crystal ball predictions now are saying he's going to go to Louisville. And let me correct the date. It's actually a week from tomorrow, March 17th at 5.30. So we, we, we will be on the air. Actually, I won't be here, but we'll have Rashawn Myers filling in for me next Friday during the tournament. But we'll have an announcement from Trenton Flowers. In the first 10 days of the offseason, Kenny Payne has the opportunity to land two, four or five stars, depending on which scouting service you're looking at, but two very highly touted recruits. And it's not going to fix all the problems right now. It's not going to get everybody back on board. But it's about as solid a start as you could have to this offseason where he has to have a number of good things happen in order to gain some momentum going into year two. That would be 
getting off on the right foot. And now, one, one will be playing next year, one will be a year from now. Right? Well, Evans is definitely going to be playing next year. Flowers, there's a lot of talk about reclassifying potentially players. him reclassifying, which is, look, again, I don't know his academic situation. I don't have his transcript in front of me. But if you're, yeah. if you're a 2024 kid who's committing this early on, I'd say you feel like you at least have a chance to reclassify. And I, I'm sure that Louisville needing as many capable bodies as they can to get good right away or to be improved right away will try to make that happen if it's at all a possibility. And that would put you four names along with the other two recruits, Williams and Glenn, as it gives you. And Karan Davis. you got five now. Because okay. Juco, yeah. Okay, so you've got enough. I don't remember what position is Davis. Cause the other, so Davis looking, is a guard. Oh, he is a guard. Off okay. guard. Because I'm looking at three. I'm looking, right now I'm looking at three wings and a, and a center right now. Yeah. Not counting Davis. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still, you're still looking at, you. Know, you it, we talked about. Um, Glenn, I could see not impacting right away. I think he's. I mean, he would have played this year, but I mean, I think I'm hoping next year there's with with bringing in, he can bring him along slowly more. Yeah, we, we talked about Davion McKnight from Western Kentucky. They won their game last they night, did. so they're still playing. They were down like twenty to three. They were, they and were, they now play um, the top seed in that conference tournament tonight. So their season may come to an end relatively shortly uh, after they they I don't play. Who their conference champion was, or in the CSA uh, FAU. Oh, that's right, because they won like 27 games yeah. straight. Yeah, very good. I still think UAB is going to win that tournament, but we'll see. Yeah. They play FAU tonight. They'll be a heavy underdog. If they lose, we'll see if something happens on that front. So that would, if we're just if we're just reeling off names now, you've got five kids coming in. If we're including Evans, if we're including Flowers, we've got Karan Davis, Williams, and Caleb Glenn. That would be five. McKnight would be six. We still don't know what's up with this Churchill Abbas kid, who's, who's from that same African basketball academy. Okay, good. That was, Until you said that, I was like, I don't remember the name. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, he he's now a big timer. He's being heavily recruited by a lot of really big programs right now. We'll see if he winds up coming here. Um, if he did, that's seven. And then you you know, it becomes who are you going to bring back? If you bring back James Lands Trainer, that's already at ten. Ten. We'll see. I mean, Ellis's situation is still up in the air. That's Eleven. And then you have only two more spots for transfers, and you. It's be, what's what's happening right now to me is it's becoming very very clear that whoever we target in the transfer portal, they've got to be guards because yeah, we're 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 quickly edging closer and closer towards the exact same situation where we were in last year where it's like cool these are some good pieces we need some especially if Ellis leaves then you've got zero guards you bring McKnight in that would be a, a solid piece there that would put us back at eleven but he can't do it uh, he can't do it alone like we would need you've got to go out whoever we target in the transfer portal. They need to be backcourt players. That's where we need help. I mean, not, not just guards, but because like, Glenn's guards. technically a guard. I mean, Lance is like yeah. a guard. I mean, if you want to be official about it, but I mean, yeah, you need you need ball handling guards, guards that can they can they can you, they can facilitate an offense or a possession in general, and, and more than one. So yeah, I mean, right now the way, the way the roster breaks down, we're looking at ten people, and that's assuming maybe Ellis, Curry, and Withers have moved on, and that's mm-hmm. understandable. Wheeler as well. Uh, and re, I guess, and everybody, Basically. basically everybody, but the three that we kind of really want. We gotta have some difficult conversations. Which, which is trouble, I mean, the three, which is trainer lands and uh, and Hunley Hatfield as well. <laughs> See what happens. Uh, yeah, I think we've pretty much made the decision somewhat for some of these guys. It looks like the sad thing is, like we we were talking about these players. Besides, I think James, and I mean, there's really, if any player decided to leave on his own accord, or if we decided to part ways with them. There's, I don't think there's any player that people are going to like cry over. Like last year, if we had not gotten Sidney Curry back, people would have been flipping out because Curry was 
we thought he was going to be the savior of this year's. A I lot think, of people I think did. Trainer with 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 his ties, to Louisville, and in the heart he showed would get some back. Would get some upset. Some, but I mean, I think James would have James would have have the most. I think James if he left, most, yeah. you'd have the most visceral reaction from people. But even then, I think that you're going to have a lot of people who are like, I mean, it's, it's a four and twenty eight team. If they all want to leave, cool. Like like we're we're not going to shed tears over this. If anybody was that good, we wouldn't have been four and twenty eight. Um, that's, I, that's, but that's where I mean that's that's where we're headed. That this is the the first steps of the offseason. But bringing in Evans, bringing in Flowers, that would be a very very nice and very large first step towards what needs to be a, a group of extreme steps in the right direction. We don't need just baby steps in the right direction. This offseason has to be about monster steps towards getting out of this gigantic hole that we have dug ourselves into because we know where the bar is for next season. We. We have a relative idea of where the bar is for next season. Again, our bars, respectively, are all over the place. You and I both are like, hey, it's year two, it's Louisville, make the NCAA tournament. But for Josh Hurd, you still have to assume that his bar is somewhere around at least 13, 14 wins uh, and having it look markedly better than it was a year ago. And if you're going to get there from where what we just saw for the last four months, you need some monster additions to this roster. And those two guys would be great first steps towards getting there i mean let me just because this is what you do on march on march 9th going into you know the summer right of the going into the summer it's march 9th this is so sad (laughs) i saw that the uh this is march 9th you know it's time to not talk sports it's time to do the hypotheticals here i saw 10 years ago (laughs) is the anniversary of the senior day for the national championship team where peyton Stevens' family was there and they all wore uh lays and you know everybody came out right. there and we celebrated gorgie and we beat the piss out of notre dame and i was like 10 years later we're, our season's already done it's been over for 48 hours <laughs> so all that being said with uh, let's say with with the assumption in this hypothetical that ellis is is has moved on okay and we get the three names that we wanted back and we we, we have the 10 names or so that we just discussed in terms of the recruits coming in and, and uh with glenn williams um What's the Minnesota's kid's name again? The big kid, Dennis Evans. Evans, thank you. I'm gonna remember that. I swear. And uh, Flowers, and then even the uh, the ABA kid, the other the go along with Oak Churchill Abbas. Yes. Uh give me a starting lineup. Don't no, no. <laughs> you yes. son of a bitch. Like, that, no, no. It's March nice. I refuse. It's that time. We gotta get into it, right? Give me your first bracketology <laughs> for next season. Who, if we do make the tournament, who do you see us playing in the first round? Are I we mean, in the first four? Are we a ten seed? I don't even think the the you're hypothetical body of our season is even cold yet. You're a sick I'm mother. I'm already just like, give me a starting. Who is it? I couldn't hate you more. Because right now, I still don't have a point guard. <laughs> How do you think we match up with Kentucky? Ah, <laughs> oh, I hate you so much, but it was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, we want to hear from, We want to hear from you today at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. Uh, hit us up. We had we, we had a ton of texts yesterday, and we couldn't get to all of them because people were – it was the end of the season. People were sharing thoughts. People also had significant thoughts about the Kenny Payne press conference. So if, if you had thoughts yesterday that you – you know, we're trying to move on a little bit, but I understand the season just ended. If you had some thoughts that you didn't get heard yesterday, hit us up. While you're at it, download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. It's going to save you money every time you need to fuel up. Or go inside and grab a tasty treat from one of the 76,312 area Thornton's locations. Uh, we'll take our first break. We'll come back. Also, I want to do a little bit more reacting. We had to kind of talk about it on the fly yesterday, but Jim Beheim calling it uh, quits. It's weird to look back now and think that just four, five years ago, we had a conference with Rick Pitino, Jim Beheim, Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, and now 
all gone. And Mike Bray. And Mike, Mike Bray, kind of the... Give the guy some love a little bit. Kind of the like the, the dorky dropout. He's the Wooderson of the group. He's he's just kind of the party dad. He's, <laughs> yeah, I, I had some good times, too. Second team All-State. Won an <laughs> ACC tournament back in 2015. If we were, you know, fast times of my, he'd be rad. He'd be rat. He'd be the assistant to the assistant manager at the movie theater. He would be. He'd be buying, 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 buying the cute girl all the film, but he doesn't own a camera. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, 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 those were good times. If you, we'll talk a little bit of that coming up after the break, and then hear your thoughts on the text line as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Regina on a, was Des Moines. Thursday <laughs> here on, on 1450 and 961, the Big X. Back in Thursday edition of the Micro for Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Reminding you, if you have heat or air conditioning problems, well, you never know what's going to be from one day to the next around here. It's that time of the year. Could be 35 degrees one day. It could be 95 the next. If you have an issue, call our friends over at AirServe at 502-785-8600. At AirServe, they have technicians available for you 24-7. You can also get a tune-up for as little as $49 if you call them today. Again, 502 785 8600 or visit them online at airserve.com slash louisville a-i-r-e-s-e-r-v.com slash louisville trevor kelsey here with mike rutherford my heat and air right now what's going on i have no electricity oh that's right it's a comeback can i ever fix my heat and air <laughs> at least you i mean at least you haven't been out for like the last five days no like, like no, my parents no, I, I don't want to complain yeah my I, parents got love them. they complained so i mean granted they don't have small children like but if if i had had no electricity for five days i'd be on my deathbed oh i'd be I, well i don't have any small children i am a small child in, in, in a way yeah you've lost it for like three hours and you're already going to indiana <laughs> I, mean, I mean that's I'm tempted on getting a hotel room tonight. <laughs> I told you there were people like on Saturday night downtown who were like flooding, who were like, I can't, I can't do this. 24 hours. I, I gotta have, I gotta have. Remember, it was last year when we lost our power on the Friday of the NCAA tournament. And like we lost it for like a day and a half because that tree fell on our power lines. And I'm covering the tournament. I've got to go to my, I'm like, we're like living at my parents basically. It was awful. It was miserable. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that really slows me down from actually getting a hotel room is the, the stupid non smoking rules they still have. I like that. That's the only thing. It's not the cost. It's not the no. It's not having to go downtown, take all your stuff, pack I, a bag. I, I used to, you can't I, smoke in hotel I rooms. I used to have like the, the 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 few around that still allowed it. Like there was uh, like a Holiday Inn over on uh, uh, Brecken, uh, till, uh, Hurstburn Lane. Still, that still had some smoking rooms at one time. They got rid of. I mean, it's got. I got to find a room with a balcony. That's the modern day smoking room. <laughs> and then, but those are even hard to get. <clears throat> They are. They're like, I don't, they can't, the hotels can't decide what they're like more more picky about. Like not letting you smoke or not giving you a balcony to jump off of. You know, that's why hotel, like hotel windows don't open. Yes. Yeah. Familiar. 
<laughs> I'm sorry your life's so hard. It is hard. Because of these restrictions. You, you think Kermit has it hard being green. Try being me. Try being Trev. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy hey, life. Easy and T. <laughs> easy being T. We... We talked about this briefly as it happened yesterday, which was still – I'm still kind of shocked at the way it all went down, even though we we called it. I'm like, I can see Bayheim just going out very unceremoniously, having it just be like a press release, and literally 15 minutes later, there's a press release out from Syracuse without a Jim Bayheim quote announcing that he is uh, – I mean, let's, let's call right. it what it is. It's very clear it was a forced retirement it's from Syracuse. Say, that, that the word – and it wasn't just kind of us. So there was like people like – There was murmuring. On his press conference, like, did he just kind of retire in his press conference? I mean, like – There was some weird like, – Wording. He, he kind of kept saying, this is my decision. Then they're like, are you coming back? And he's like, I'm not the person to ask about that. Like, But he was very reflective. And the the, the and, and on the, the heels of saying, you know, breaking down words, playing a little uh, press conference autopsies, you might say, like we like to do on KRC, doing a little Twitter autopsy. We take a tweet and we break it down to its core and figure out what they're trying to say. Like if we do that with this, all the press releases I'm seeing don't say retirement; they say not re- not returning to Syracuse. Yeah, it's very clear that this is Syracuse's call, which means odds that Jim Beheim is coaching somewhere next year. Low, coaching somewhere in two years. Low. Okay. I mean, if he's anywhere, I mean, if, he's that, well, I just, well, I mean, if he's anywhere, he's going to be as an assistant. I don't think anybody's hiring him as a head coach, unless it's like a Jim Calhoun situation where he's hired as like a D two head coach and. In upstate New York. Because he was another one that abruptly retired. Let's be real, too. Bayham's never been away from the area where he is. Like, like, like he is a lifer. That's he is in Hawaii. In his, what? That's in Hawaii. Well, I mean, his entire career, I mean, he wasn't even at Hawaii. I thought he was, when he, oh, no, it was, no, it was he, Bettino was in Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii so it was, okay, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he played at Syracuse. He grew yeah. up in, in upstate New York. He was an assistant at Syracuse, and then he became a head coach at Syracuse. There was a really good, I linked it on Card Chronicle today. Mark Titus wrote a, a thing like five years ago, and I'd forgotten about it until yesterday, where he just talks about Jim Bayham and how unique he is and you know love him or, or hate him. He's kind of his own man. Like, Bayheim is basically self-taught. Like, when he was an assistant at Syracuse, he didn't learn anything from the coach who was there at the time because the coach sucked. Like, his whole 2-3 zone is entirely him. He didn't. He wasn't under the tutelage of one of the greatest. He didn't come up like everything about. He kind of just had to figure this out on his own, which is a wild thing. And also, like the fact that we you have a guy who never did anything with any other program or in any other area of the country that is so unique. It's such a throwback to a different time, and it's something that I don't think we're ever going to see again. I mean, he coached at Syracuse for forty-seven years as a head coach. He was there for seven as an assistant before that. The man. I mean, the man started his career at, at Syracuse right around the time of the moon landing. Like, like that's and was there until yesterday. It's a wild thing. I know he became curmudgeon in in his later years. I know he kind of lost his touch a little bit and started saying some stuff that I, rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know how everybody else felt, but still, you have to respect what he did. He built this thing entirely himself. He won a national title there. He turned Syracuse from a relatively irrelevant program into a national powerhouse or right there on the cusp of being a national powerhouse it's a hell of a story i'm gonna miss him just like we talked about yesterday those basketball figures that were central to the game when you started falling in love with the sport for people our age it was probably early mid-90s like you're starting to see more and more of them just fall by the wayside and Bayheim's kind of one of those last vestiges and now that he's out it feels wrong not having college basketball with Jim Bayheim. No, he is Syracuse. I, I will I will defend his predecessor a little bit to say that they did go to the final four a year before he took over the Syracuse job. 
Yeah, but the whole point of the thing was the guy, like, he didn't take any of his teachings. Like, no, yeah, and he was, and he bounced, and I mean, went to Tulane, and it looks like Ray Danforth was Roy Danforth was his name. I wouldn't have guessed unless I looked it up. Um, I didn't even realize they had gone to, they'd had some success before Bam took over, but it didn't. Well, matter. they also it was like the most improbable Final Four run of all time. Like they, yeah. it was the '75 Final Four. They like had some ridiculous, like it was a, a shocking run for yeah, that team. They, they ended up losing in the third place game to I think was it us or would have been us. Yeah, they lost because uh, we lost to UCLA. Yeah, they beat we beat them uh, 8988. Um, but point being, I, I that all that nonetheless, I agree. I mean, when you think, I mean, we talked about this yesterday. When there's certain people, when you say their name, I mean, a school, that coach is what you think of. I mean, whether it be even to the point where you go in Missouri, Norm Stewart. You know, you say, you know, I say Iowa. I think even though you don't, I think Doctor Tom. You know, he was only there for 10 years. You say Syracuse, you think Jim Beheim, Duke, and yada, 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 and so on and so forth down the road. Louisville, I mean, I think still crumb, but maybe. Are you putting Dr. Tom in the same category as Beheim and Calhoun I'm just and saying, I'm saying he's just one of those, when I say that school, that there's one coach's name that comes to mind. I think that's a very you thing, though. <laughs> I think I think you need to realize that. <laughs> you think other, You think when somebody says Syracuse, they don't think of, they think of Fred B. Lewis? I think they think of Jim Beheim. I don't think anybody, when they think of Iowa basketball, thinks of Dr. Tom. What coach do you think of? You think Stu Alford? I don't think of anybody. Like it, It's <laughs> Iowa. It's like every other program where you don't think of one. I mean, I think of Fran McCaffrey more than I think of anybody. I think, oh. I think of Hayden Fry than I think of anybody. First of all, I want to apologize to our listeners in Iowa, okay, for your disrespect. I don't think it's, I think even Iowa's like, we don't think Dr. Tom when we think Iowa basketball. He was there for 10 years, Kurt, like you said. Kurt Fritz? <laughs> You're comparing people that spent half centuries at programs to Dr. Tom, who spent 10 years at Iowa. I, I, I just think that the comparison falls a little short. Not the point. <laughs> You're hanging on to something. This is how you feel with me, I guess. But nonetheless, not the point. You made me forget my point, if I had one. I guess I just would agree with you and shut up. No, you just, you're just thinking that certain programs are synonymous with certain people. Exactly. And I, I definitely think that Bayham and Syracuse... And how many times are we going to have this moving forward? Are we going to have head coaches who stick around at programs long enough that they establish that just instant notoriety, instant, like, when I think this, I think that. I mean, I think Jay Wright was kind of on that path at Villanova, and he got tired of, of the new, the modern game. Is he the last head coach to retire that started before I was born? Uh, what year were you born? 1980. No, there's still a few out there. Are there? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about at the program where they still are right now? No, well, that I can guarantee you. I mean, Patino has, has been coaching for longer than you but were But as a head coach. Yeah, he's, he was a head coach in... No, he didn't start head coach in Providence in like 86. Is, are you sure? I thought, didn't that when he took over in Providence the year before they went to the Final Four? Well, he was a head coach before he was at Prov- before Providence. Oh, I, I, He was a head coach at... He was he was head coach at Hawaii on a interim basis in 1976. And then Boston U before the Knicks. Oh, I forgot the Boston. Yeah, Boston U for five seasons starting in 78. And then Nick's, he was an assistant there for two years. He didn't take over at Providence till 85, but that was his was, third head coaching yeah. job. Okay, I, I forgot the Boston. I, did, I thought he was only assistant at Hawaii. Okay, so there's still at least one up there. At least that makes me feel a little better. I think there's more. Few and far between. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're getting old. That's just the way that it works. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that it's Thank becoming you. more and more rare. But I do wonder, I mean, you just had Krzyzewski, who clearly built Duke and was there for four decades. Yeah. You had He's Calhoun. Who built UConn and was there for decades and decades? Beheim the same way. I don't know. I mean, is Bill Self going to stick at Kansas for for twenty more years? Is he going to kind of become synonymous with that program? And even then, it, it's totally different because you had coaches before. 
mean, hell, you you had the inventor of the game at Kansas before you had Bill Self, so it's not like he can be. He can, you oh, can see it as his program. Losing record, losing record. That's though. right. Um, I, I just think that this is going to be. It's another sign of the changing landscape of college basketball and how things are just not going to be the same. And it, in that respect, it makes you sad to see him walk away from the game. I mean, he's he's, he's a legend. Um, and especially to see him, kind of like Denny Crum, not do it on his own terms. Does that not make you sad? Uh, yeah. Or do you care about that? No, I do. It, it does. I think sometimes, though, I mean, it's also... Sometimes some people just don't know when it's really their time, the right time to step away, and they need to be told. Sometimes they're told incorrectly. Sometimes they're told correctly. I think in Crumb's case, it was probably correctly, uh, whether you want to agree with it or not, or liked it or not. Younger me was on the fence about it. With Bayheim, it's probably correct as well. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, if he wants to go somewhere else, that's great. I mean, that's fine. I mean, maybe he doesn't feel he's ready, but I think the issue isn't whether or not it's like it's the right thing to do. I think the issue is whether or not they've earned the right to just kind of tank the program, if nothing else, which I, it's still an interesting topic because if you're an AD, your job is not to necessarily to honor the legacy of Jim Beheim or no. to honor the legacy of Denny Crum. It's to put your programs in the best possible position to succeed. It's a business. You're trying to make money. You're trying to win games. But if you're, I, I understood the, the fans, the Denny Crum thing is still, I mean, you, we're, over 20 years after the fact, and it's still an issue that grates at a lot of people and that divides the fan base. I mean, we're kind of in the position we're in right now because that situation was so divisive at the beginning of the century. And I can see both sides. If, if you're saying, look, Louisville basketball, it was something before Denny Crum, but it certainly wasn't what he built. He made this into the, the, the powerhouse that it is. If he wants to just tank it, you have to at least give him the opportunity to not tank it, even if you think it's going in the wrong direction. But I also understand why Tom Jurich would be like, hey, I can get Rick Pitino. He can build this thing back. We can get back to where we were in the 1980s. We're not recruiting well. Crumb's not coaching well. This has been going down downhill for a long time. Let's make the move. Like, I understand both sides. And it sucks that the, you know, the, the coach sometimes can't see what's happening. If you're Bayheim, you're sitting here, you're like, I went to a Final Four just a few years ago. And if you're the other side, you're like, it was a fluky Final Four. Let's be real. You've, we have not been a top-tier team in the ACC for the last six, seven seasons. Recruiting has bottomed out. Even when we do get top-tier talent, you're not doing with it what you were doing 10, 15 years ago. I, it's, it's just a, it's a bleepy situation. But I can understand both sides. I do lean kind of what you were saying. Like when I was, and we were both younger, yeah. but I was very much in favor of Crumbs lost it. Let's let's move on. It helped when you get Patino. Exactly. Which, by the way, now that Syracuse job is open, well, it's not open. Well, oh, that's right. Well, it Autry's will, the coach. Well, it can be open. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years. If Patino called, I tell Autry like change the lock. Sorry, but uh, who? Adrian, I, I don't know an Adrian. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. There was a Seth Davis wrote a piece today where he made a prediction about Rick Pitino's future that I do want to talk about because it's interesting. But saying for what a it's weird seeing the changing landscape of the ACC. When we entered the conference, it was all about you know four active Hall of Famers in the same league at the same time. It's never happened before, and now it's kind of it's a new blood situation. You know, I mean, who's the Who's the face of ACC basketball now? It kind of it wasn't Bayham already, just because he's not 
like Bayham hates the ACC actively, so yeah, it felt plus, weird. Plus, I don't mean maybe because this is the old man in me, but you say Bayham, I'm just thinking Big East. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, like he could never be the face of the ACC because one, you don't, you still don't think Syracuse Big East, and two, he calls out the ACC at every out. Like he, yeah. the man hates the ACC. He hates Greensboro. He talks about how there's nowhere to eat in Greensboro besides Bojangles. Like it, it's. It, it, it always felt strange anyway. Forever. But now, I mean, you just have such young, unknown coaches in the league. It's, it's gone from... It's Tony Bennett. It's Tony Bennett's league. I mean, it's he's kind of the face. He's the, the, the godfather. He's the... Hamilton's been around for a long time, but he's kind of going downhill. Larinaga, you still... I don't know. I mean, I mean Larinaga's ACC, but he's just... He's kind of like... It's Miami. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it, it's just... it's weird. We'll see what happens with Kenny Payne, John Shire. I mean, Hubert Davis now is sort of... Yeah, Plus, Larinaga hasn't done enough success to be matched with what Tony Bennett's done. I mean, short of a national title anyway. I mean, for sure. I mean, he's done for Miami. Oh, well, yeah. He's been amazing. But, yeah, he's clearly, if you're like in the pantheon of active great coaches, he's a, a notch below Bennett and some of the other guys. But it's just, like, I think you're going to see more and more of this happening in the years to come because a lot of coaches are just, the game is totally changing as far as NIL and the immediate transfers and how impactful that is. Like, I wouldn't be shocked. We got, we got Kansas and West Virginia on the, the TV right now. It feels like Huggins is probably nearing a, a, a time where he's going to be like, this, uh, this isn't what I grew up with. This isn't what I coached with. Like, it's time for me to step aside. I mean, Jay Wright kind of did that, and he's a relatively young guy compared to the, the, the coaches that we're talking about. Oh, yeah, I mean, completely young. I mean, that's Jim, Jay Wright doing it is like Jim Brown stepping away where Bobby Huggins is like, you know, Peyton Manning at the end of his career a little bit where you can't pass the ball more than five yards down the field. I mean, but back to like what you say with the coaching thing also, like with the ACC, I mean, the Tony Bennett and the gap after him is huge. It is, for sure. I mean, if, even if you Who say, would you put it to? I'd probably Larinaga. I would say Larinaga or Hamilton. I mean, Hamilton's been probably a little bit more successful, especially in, in March recently. I mean, and I'd say, I know that's not... I know he's not been, you know, tearing down the nets, so to speak. Yeah. But, I mean, what's Miami done? I mean, Miami made the run last Elite year. Elite last year. It was the first regional final in program history. Yeah, and before that, the best run they really had was that the Barry Larkin team that lost, like, the Sweet 16, I think, or something. Larkin's chain Larkin. Chain, yeah, yeah, Barry Larkin's game. Yeah, they, yeah, they won the ACC regular yeah. and postseason tournament. And that was their and the Sweet 16. Like, second or third season. That yeah, was that was his best team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's it's probably him or—I mean, Hamilton's been, obviously, there a lot longer— and had a lot of times where he didn't have tournament success, but it's, yeah, it's probably Hamilton, Larinaga, right there, and then whoever. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, a, it's a large drop off to those the two. No, the novice fan, can you name me who the next other coaches are? God, I mean, I mean, because I mean, how many people are going to really remember Brown, uh, Brad uh, Brownell? Brownell still at Clemson. Mike Young's at Virginia Tech, who's young and new there still. No pun intended, yeah. I mean, Capel's not been successful at Pitt up until this year. Notre Dame's coach is up in the air. Well, he's got gone. Uh, I mean. Georgia Tech is possibly Forbes is up new. in the air. I mean, Pastor's been terrible. Boston College is no one. Uh, he's new. Even our old grandson's mom doesn't know he's still there. Keys isn't new, but he hasn't had a whole lot of success. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah, you're it's, right. It's it, like, there's a there's a steep drop off from one to two and three, and there's like an even steeper drop off from two and three to everybody else. And we'll see what Shire does. If, I mean, obviously, if they make a deep run in year one, like Hubert Davis was able to do, and he's able to continue that success next season. He'll become more and more of a face, but it's just, it's a new era. It's a new age. Kenny, it's up for grabs, buddy. Kenny, it's wide open. It's wide open. <laughs> Come on, Trent. Quote Tom Petty, it's into the great wide open. Grab uh, it. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, hour number two, we will hit the text line, 502-414-1450. See what your guys' thoughts are. Duke is smoking 
pit right now, but we got competitive games okay. elsewhere. Your boy Mick Cronin and UCLA trail at halftime in their first game without uh, Jalen Terry. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Kansas is, is in, a, in a tough game. UConn's not having much trouble with Providence. We'll update you on all the good stuff happening in college basketball. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Here I come again! You big DOG guy, D- DOJ. There's a tr- there's a theme today. Is there? Yeah, those the three songs have all have something to Tell me. Okay, I, I mean, hands up. I know you admitted to drive by. You like this song? song? Yeah. yeah okay. I, I mean, but I'll admit to liking Imagine Dragons. But I've already like lost everything. I might as well admit. <laughs> I might as well admit it. But there's no shame on this show. Yeah. We know what we're doing. Since, since there is no shame on the show, I'll admit there's a Taylor Swift cover of the song that I actually do like. I don't like the song <laughs> itself. Song? Yes, it's very good. That's okay. There's there's certain songs like I don't like I like covers, but I don't like the originals. Same. There's a few. Okay, I, I guess <laughs> you ready? To, can, I, can I ask you a personal question? Of course. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you have it. Like I don't like the giggles. Make me nervous. Okay. Well, it's not that bad. This isn't like anything perverted or anything. Um, so you can rest easy. Take a deep breath. So I don't know if you have like the family member like that doesn't like that knows you what you do for a living, but doesn't know anything about what you do for a living. And every time I have this, my aunt, God love her. Like, anytime <laughs> she's out and about and she meets anybody who has anything to do with the radio business of any kind, she will text me and be like, I just met so-and-so. Do you know him? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I tell you he were he 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 sells ads for, you know, Cox Radio. And I'm like, I've never worked for him. I'm, he he's the he's a third shift DJX guy. I have no clue who this guy is. Sure. Like I don't know. Do you have do you have that? Like for example, she just sent me a text. She's like, she's her her my cousin and um uh, actually former UK player Twenty Beckham are like are doing this like this uh, charity thing or something, and uh and she, so she's at it and she just texts me. And she's like, do you know Rob Parker? Slash sports radio guy. He's here talking to us. Nice guy. What do you know about him? Like, I was going to be like, I have no idea. <laughs> do you have? Do you know what I'm? And you be more popular than I am in this business. Like, do you? Do you have? Do you have that? Do you have that family member calls you like every time you see somebody? Ask if you know him. I don't know if it's family. I have friends that <laughs> cannot figure it out a lot. Uh, specifically, like I've written about the NCAA tournament since my first year was 2011-12 when I had that job. Who just can't understand this time of year. They're like, well, Louisville's not playing. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I, for like, I'm like, I've been doing this for seven years. We talk about this all the time. I've got to do it. I've got those friends, but as for family members, I, I feel like my family's got a pretty good grasp. I do every now and then get like, you know, have you met this person or that person? I'm like, no, I don't. Uh, Scott Van Pelt and I don't hang out on weekends. <laughs> the one time she actually did nail it was when she met Mar- when Enos was with her. 
she met Mark Enos, and she's like, takes me, he's like, do you know him? He's a nice guy. Like, Actually, I do know that. There dude. you go. I know that one. One for eight. Yeah, like in, in 15 years, you finally got one. Nailed it. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, quick update. Uh, Duke leads Pitt by 30 in the second half. Uh, we've got Kansas kind of restored order a little bit, even without Bill Self and Kevin McCuller. They lead West Virginia by eight at halftime. Ohio State and Iowa are in a tussle. The Hawkeyes lead by four in the second round of the Big Ten tournament. Uh, UCLA, top seed in the Pac-12. They trail Colorado 38-37 at halftime. UConn not having trouble with Providence in the 4-5 game in the Big East. They lead by 16 at half. And then we got all sorts of other games going on right now. It's a loaded day. For college hoops, Ole Miss and Tennessee are tied at 17 in the second round of the SEC tournament. Tennessee, it's weird to see they've been top 10 pretty much all year, and they don't even have a double buy in the SEC tournament. Uh, they're playing the Kermit Davis, the coachless Ole Miss Rebels here as they uh, as they potentially hire Chris Beard in the coming days. Have you seen that? Like Beard, like Beard is the top candidate, and Ole Miss staff says they are doing their due diligence looking into his background. I'm like, what can you like? How long is that going to take? What do you? <laughs> everybody knows what happened. Everybody you knows the situation. You are, yeah, just say you're going to hire him whenever you lose in the conference tournament, like three days later, and, and get on with it. We know what's going I mean, to happen. Do we really need to pretend and do this like you know, like this little dance so that you actually care about ethics and morals? We've I mean, interviewed his seventh grade English teacher. I mean, you hired you free, dude. We've done you everything kinda, we can. You kind of lost all ground to stand on in this one. And I'm not saying that Beard doesn't deserve another chance, and I, and I think he does. And I think, honestly, Ole Miss is going to get a steal if they do get him. And it's going to just make the SEC just, I mean, good Lord. I mean, the SEC's become what the SEC's supposed to be in basketball. They've, they've loaded up on coaches, and they're I mean, starting to reap the benefits. I mean, you're, when you get Ole Miss starting to, like, reach for the stars with this kind of hire, and you got Alabama now, and you got Arkansas. A lot of money there. I mean, poor Florida's like, hey, remember back us back in the heyday? Yeah, I mean, we remember that back, those those glory days for you guys. Get Billy Donovan back, maybe Billy return. But that's, yeah, I mean, that's just that's a steal. I'm, I'm curious how long he could be at Ole Miss. That's a good question too. Because I mean, if he kills it there, he probably goes back to like a big time job. But I mean, maybe I'm, Kentucky will be open by that. I'm point. just yeah, because because the Texas job. I mean, Texas Tech's not a bad job, and which is now open by the way. Yeah, Mark Adams gone. He steps down, which whatever. Although. Half the stories have said steps down. Half the stories have said uh, fired. Like either way, he's no longer employed here. I mean, he, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. That job's open once again. The state of Texas just cannot hire normal people to, no. r- to run their programs no. at all. I mean, but that job's open. Speaking of money, real quickly, and we'll Jamie go to the next one. So we're like, hey, remember me? I'm good. No, he's not. Did you see the story yesterday? Oh, what he? What did Jamie Dixon do? Their star center didn't travel with the team for the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, to, to and they, they put out a release saying it was like health issues. Then text came out last night from his mom to Jamie Dixon talking about the racial stuff that you said to my son. So Jamie oh, Dixon, every major coach in the state of Texas is just falling all over themselves right now. He, Kelvin Sampson's going, and y'all yelled at me for making cell phone. Kel- Kelvin Sampson's over there just shining. I'm a, I'm a freaking angel. I made some extra cell phone texts. Okay, not only That's all I did, people. Not only am I an angel, I've got the number one damn team in the country. <laughs> I don't know what you guys. Is there are... anybody normal in Texas for God's sake? Houston, that's it. Samson, that's it. <laughs> it's, I, mean, you, I mean, you can even count football in this scenario. Larry Brown's like, I got out of there too. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a basketball coach hired in Texas, just expect controversy to follow you. But speaking of money, the SEC has—they've invested heavily in basketball. It's because they are cash full. They, they are loaded up, and a reason, big reason why, is the TV deal. We've talked about the ACC needing to restructure that deal with ESPN. Here are the, the, the details for the, the Power Five conferences right now. So the Big Ten has a $1 billion television contract that runs through 2030. 
the SEC has an $811 million contract that runs through 2034. That's $1 billion overall, so divided. B-b-b-b-billion. I know, but $1 billion total, not $1 billion a year. One, yeah, $1 billion is the, the total, okay. is how much it's going to pay them Making over sure, time. Yeah. $811 million is the SEC through 2034. Big 12, $380 million through 2031. Pac-12, their deal is running up. They need to renegotiate, but it pays them $250 million through next season, 2024. The ACC in fifth place, $240 million through 2036. So they have the longest tenure deal, and they're being paid the least. It's the worst deal. What was John Swafford doing here? What does that equal out to a year, I wonder? Who cares? I'm just kidding. That's, that's very cheap for basketball. It's, for those it's cheap for everything. Yeah. And you also now don't have the ability to renegotiate until after all of these conferences, which are already being paid more money than you are for their TV deals, they're going to have multiple opportunities, some of them, to renegotiate those deals before you have your next chance to renegotiate. It's the worst deal imaginable. It's so bad that ESPN has finally been like, yeah, we'll try to make this better for you because we we get that this is awful and it's hurting you. But the ACC just completely dropped the bag when it came to this TV deal. And it's why you've got like Florida State and Clemson basically saying, we want to get out of here. This is ridiculous. We also like... If you want to invest in big-time basketball coaches, we don't have the money that the SEC does. We have the, we have more history. We have more built-in advantages, but we may not be able to pay you as much. Like, look at what Nate Oates just did with their contract extension with, with uh, Alabama. Yeah. Like, it is an enormous deal, and it's going to be tough for him to leave Alabama even if, like, Carolina opens up in a couple of years or Duke opens up if Shire totally flops or, I don't know, Louisville opens up in a couple of years. Uh, Musselman is being paid an extraordinary amount of money at Arkansas. Bruce Pearl, we single-handedly got him a contract extension last year. They're paying him a ton of money. And we know how Cal's got the lifetime contract at UK. These programs are flush with money, and we're not at the moment, and it's hurting the overall conference in both major sports. There's no question about it. Oh, it's 18 million a year. That's sad. That's 18 million a year to, 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 to have... Dude, wrestling gets like five times that. We're living on the streets in the college sports world. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I mean, that's, that's that's like making two bucks an hour. We're asking for handouts <laughs> from the Mac. That's, I mean, the Pac-12 makes more than us, and no one even gets their network. We're like the once proud, <laughs> to make an Only Murders reference, we're like the, the Martin Short character at the beginning of the first season where it's all appearances. Like, we're living in the flashy flashy hotel. We're talking about our past projects. And we're living on free hunger. We're asking for our kids <laughs> to help pay Pay rent. We, we, like, we, we don't have as much money as you think. We're just trying to keep up appearances at this point. We're just living off free dip. <laughs> we love our dips. <laughs> our dips. You can eat with everything. Just live off dip. Hey, have you seen Clemson football the last few years? Pretty good. I mean, that's just... The thing was, is I, I mean, when they did that deal, they did what they did. In typical AC old school deal where, and much like an athlete signing with a professional team, you don't see you don't see people signing eight year deals anymore. No, no. They sign three year deals. They sign a, a four year deal. Maybe they sign. They know that they they're unless they're at a certain age, with which with in in terms of they know they're getting their quote unquote last contract. You don't sign anything more than a two three year deal, and then you just renew it and renew it and yada yada yada. But the AC for some reason, I mean, I, I'm assuming like they're 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 lost in the past of the '80s, which is when they were maybe relevant, I guess, in basketball. Unfortunately, in the '90s, but. I mean, yeah, it's it's a sad. That's whoever whoever constructed that deal. I hope that guy got fired. Well, Swafford's position at the time because this this well, he wouldn't be the one that actually did the deal. He just okayed it. I would assume. Well, he was involved. He, yeah, he, he was the commissioner at the time. Yeah. Like the. Sorry, you're you're shaking it so sorry. loud. Sorry, I'm trying to get it over. <laughs> I'm trying to time it, but you're, you're shaking talking. away. The conference realignment, the last 
healthy dose of, of shuffling had just come to an end. And their belief was, you know, they're, they're with, with this whole grant of rights deal and the lengthy TV deal, they wanted to provide security to their current members. They wanted to say, look, we're not going to lose anybody. Well, you know, Maryland left for the Big Ten. That's the last time. We're locking everybody in. Well, the problem with that is you're acting like the rest of the landscape of college sports is also going to be locked in. And we know it's, I mean, the last 20 years it's been ever-shifting. The thought that it was going to just stop seven years ago was foolish. And now, of course, you've got the big moves with the SEC and the Big Ten. And so what you originally wanted to be a security blanket has kind of become a prison. And it also makes you a less attractive landing spot for, let's say, some big team, big, bigger names left in the Pac-12 want to jump ship and they're looking at the Big 12 and the ACC. The Big 12 is a far more attractive option for them. You're not locked in until 2036. You don't have yeah. this terrible TV deal. You can. That's why I think you're seeing these four Pac-12 schools that are rumored to be looking at the Big 12 probably going to go there before they go to the ACC. It was just a. It was not a well thought through anything. No, it was by stupid. Swafford and Company. It was it was utterly stupid. And I get the ACC making probably the bottom of the list in terms of yearly contract money because. Most of the money we talk about with these these leagues are all based on the football revenue opposed to the basketball. That's and we know that, and that's why your SEC is going to be up there, your Big Twelve is going to be up the Big Tens, yada yada. Sure. I don't know about much about the Pac twelve being there, but nonetheless, well, they don't even have a real network. Yeah, they don't even have a real network. So I don't know why it doesn't exist. Why we still? Yeah, they still make more money than we do. They do. And they make more money than we have a real network. It's a Ponzi scheme somehow. <laughs> Human shell game over here. Uh, so, so I get to us making that. But to sign to two thousand to thirty six, I mean that's just just ignorant. dumb. Just that's dumb. Just completely ignorant. It's an inability to to process and to accurately look There's at the landscape of college sports and see what's happened in the past and be able to accurately forecast future trends. It's just it's dumb. If it's you're stupid. If you're the ACC, there's no way you can't get an attorney, a, a good enough group of attorneys. I don't care if you get Morgan or Morgan or whatever. Bill Rich will make it rain. He'll make it rain. I mean, you, you you've got to get out of this. There, there's there's way there's no way there's a way to get out of this contract, whether it's a buyout or whatever. But it's ESPN throwing you a life raft, which they've already said they're going to do. Yeah, you've got to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's it's yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, let's go to the Thornton sex line at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I like the first text we got today was ten minutes before the start of the show, and someone who was still so angry about the press conference from yesterday that they had to have their thoughts voiced. <laughs> Dugan texts me angry about it. Like, he's like, "What is that guy thinking?" I'm like, "I got I, I, like I told you yesterday. I got more texts about the press conference yeah. than I did about anything else." Uh, texter says, "I'm still angry about the KP press conference. I've been angrier." Uh, at that longer than any game this season. It just rubbed me in such the wrong way with how he acted and responded to the questions. And really, I don't think anything he does in the offseason will change my mind. Wins are going to be the only thing that get me to think positively about this coaching staff. I think that's... I mean, it's I don't want to say it's the majority opinion, but I kind of feel like it is the majority opinion where people will will react to the recruiting news, will look at the, the transfers that come in, will look at the... If we get Evans, if we get Flowers, we'll get... Yeah, we'll, we'll talk encouragingly about that. But there is going to be a I'll believe it when I see it mindset from a large chunk of the fan base. And I put myself in that group as well. I do too. I mean, if I think, you went four and twenty eight with this last year's team, I don't care if the roster the, the roster is going to look markedly better. I'm going to believe that you can produce top tier results with that type of talent when I see it. I'm gonna have to see it. I, I agree with you. I mean, I think we both will be optimistic at, at, at there being names added to the recruiting list and, and or, or recruits list or transfer list we can get excited about it but i'm yeah i'm, I'm with you 100 i'm not gonna be like he's done it he, we're, we're good yeah i, I want to see us beat bellerman 
I want to see us. Yeah, I mean, I looked. We were. Just, I looked just going down the rabbit hole. Chris Mullen won eight freaking games his first year. Yeah, and we've talked about how bad of a coach Chris Mullen was. We also won four games against the worst schedule we've played in yeah. twenty five years. So I, yeah, I'm with you one hundred percent. I'm I'm gonna be. I don't gonna be wrong. I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna be blindly optimistic. But I do want to see it. And, Same. Like I, I'm I mean, not gonna sit here and like it, it'd be stupid. Not not stupid, but it it would be unfair for like the next eight months if every piece of positive offseason news were like well, who cares he's not gonna win with them anyway yes like, if we get trenton flowers i'm gonna be excited that we've gotten trenton flowers we're going to talk about his game we're going to give kenny Payne credit for going out there prioritizing a recruit and ultimately landing him we're going to look at this as hopefully a sign of things to come but there's always going like i'm not going to sit here and look at next year's roster and i mean i don't know what it's going to look like entirely but i can still go ahead and tell you on October 30th or whenever we're doing like our, our preseason predictions, I'm not going to be predicting like a conference championship or like a top four finish because I'm going to need to see what he can do with that type of talent because all I have to go off of so far is the worst thing that I've ever seen in my entire life as a fan. How so do you, How do you pick a finish anything above maybe like second to last anyway, no matter what the talent level looks like going into the season? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what the rest of the conference looks like, but my guess uh, is we will be, we'll have double year. digits in our preseason prediction again next year in the ACC. Oh regardless of what the roster looks like. That would be my guess. Unless we just, you know, I mean, still, even if we get a bunch of five stars, it's going to be hard for a lot of people to to put some some faith in KP's year two. And we don't know who some of the, like, we don't know who the new coach is going to be. Georgia Tech may have a new coach. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Florida State may have a new coach. I mean, we may have been talking things into fruition. I could see Leonard Hamilton maybe stepping down after this season. Well, he's already said he's coming back. He has said that. Yeah, okay. he's, he's already said definitively he, he's going to, he's coaching next year. So, okay. He's, he's not too far away from stepping down his own way. He's not. I mean, he you know he's he looks like he's thirty years younger than Beheim, but he's about the same age. Yeah, so, that was crazy, <laughs> which is wild. Uh, Texas says, "Congrats to Beheim for replacing Patino." Is the weirdest way for a Hall of Famer to go out? Oh, I don't know if that's weird. I mean, we talked about Jim Calhoun lost at, at the Yum Center and then just basically retired a couple of days later with no no end. And then like, yeah, some allegations came out a few weeks later, and he's like, "I'm done." I, yeah. I, and we're like, oh, that's why. It was like weird. I got to say, I until he we came back, I was like, I got to be sitting right behind Jim Calhoun in his last game ever coach, which was kind of cool. Which kind of, in, in hindsight, Calhoun kind of, if he was looking to escape having his legacy tarnished by allegations, kind of did the right thing because nobody, I think, even remembers that that happened. I vaguely remember. I know. Too, yeah, he, he just kind of got a free pass. They remember that he went to like a D three school and coached for a few years, and then. Yeah. Called it quits, but Patino, to be fair, is you know he's he's not gone out yet. He, I mean, he went out at Louisville, but he's coaching at Iona. He's, I mean, going to take another job pretty soon here. I'd be willing to bet heavy money on. We talked about Wooden making his announcement basically right before the championship game. I mean, that's, I mean, there, there's been other abrupt ways of of heading out other than behind. He's that's right up. It's I mean, it's up there though. Would I say the wrong word? No, no, no. I'm laughing. Sorry. Somebody reminded me of their memory on this day from five years or six years ago was a tweet from me. I, I guess we played a conference tournament game or something, but a reporter, my, my tweet is reporter quote. I got a question for Mancock and then Patino. That's dang Adele. <laughs> <laughs> oh, simpler times. Uh, Better I, times. I want to say it was this. Yeah, it was uh, this day, I guess seven years ago that we, we blew out Rutgers. Oh God, the, the 60 point win. Think so, yeah. We won. We won our our three AAC tournament games by I believe sixty, thirty, and then ten. And of course, the ten was over the eventual national champion. We won three total games in that tournament by hundred points. I remember that team. Was the so records I'll just never forget because of personal reasons. It was incredible, and Russ dropped forty four. 
or 40. Uh, Texter says, I'm I'm re-watching the Iona game from yesterday. God love you. And I am probably really dumb for thinking this. Please forgive me for being an idiot, but why can't we hire Rick Pitino back if he was cleared of all wrongdoing? Well, we can. We, yeah. But it's not going to happen. I think... Not yet. <laughs> I have talked to a... Okay, Patino family member about like just just general stuff before, like in the, in recent weeks, and I think that the general sense like they all would kill to come back to Louisville. Like they all like Rick loves Louisville. Rick is still crushed by the way it ended at Louisville. His family loves Louisville. They'd love to come back to Louisville. They recognize that it can never happen, and I think if it was ever going to happen, there would have to be a lot of ass kissing from people that Patino feel like did him wrong. And I don't like UofL's not going to bend over backwards to apologize to Rick Patino or bring him back, which is why it can. I don't think it could happen. Period. There's too much, too much stuff between now and, and and what happened in 2017 and some of the stuff that happened before then. But it just it, it does suck because I think that a lot of people at Louisville hated to see him go. A lot of people at Louisville would love to see him come back. And I think Patino would love to come back, but it just it can't happen. I mean, I don't want to say never because. I said the same thing about Petrino coming back. Then again, I hope, but we saw that turned out. So maybe didn't turn out great. Yeah, what if he comes back here and just sucks? Yeah, I mean, because I, I never thought Petrino would return. I really didn't think Petrino I didn't was going to bring him back. I, I mean, you knew George better than I did. But in the few moments I'd met him, he didn't sound like a guy who would ever want Petrino back. I mean, but you know, the, he did, and you're right. I mean, maybe, maybe sometimes it's best not to. The second time around, maybe it's best just to cut the way they were and remember yeah. the fonder days. I see my People News email of the day. The headline. Oh, we haven't had one in a while. Top, well, we have. I just haven't read them. Well, I just but they're all, I swear to God, three out of the five days, it's about the, the damn royal family. Meghan Markle steps out for L.A. lunch with Archwell team. And Prince Harry sent cupcakes! Exclamation point. Ooh, that was frosted? I'm assuming so. They're cupcakes. Chocolate with white frosting? White with chocolate There's no frosting? picture. Oh, man. I'm not, reading, I'm, not, I'm not giving them a click. I'm not opening the story. Yeah, it's good cupcakes, Gigi's. They do. You're right. Gigi's great. I didn't. I, I found those first time I was in Orlando. First time I ever had those. Texture says uh, Trevor's thought on the return of the KFC Double Down. Oh God, that thing's back. <laughs> Good. Oh, this thing's most. Uh, no, I no. I, I I ate it one time when it first came out originally back in like the. Uh, I want to say like maybe late late 2000s is that is that the one where like the chicken they don't have a bun yeah it's like, that, okay yeah and i when i'm gonna say maybe 08 09 or something and it was right around the same time i was still having some real bad the gall the gallstones before i had my gallbladder taken out and i ate it and had like a gallbladder gallstone attack like that same night i'm not shocked i'm not, I mean, you were having issues before and you ate at kfc personally I, I i'm i'm don't, i'm not really sure if it was the gallstones or maybe a heart attack but either way <laughs> it was not a pleasant evening and i can imagine yeah, I, I don't mind KFC. I'm, I don't I, either. I like KFC's chicken. I like, uh, I, I'm i the six-year-old who goes there and says, can I get a four-piece all legs? I'm that guy. I don't, I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they'll be, I'll be like, I don't care if it's regular or extra crispy. I'll take either one. I only want legs. And, you know, I love the mashed potatoes and gravy, but no. the Everything else there, sort of the chicken little, I won't. I don't I don't eat. They don't even make chicken littles anymore, do they? I don't think so. I did like those back in the chicken day. Chicken littles were, were bomb back in the day. So Duke leads Pitt 92-56 to 56 with 548 to play in the second half. Uh, somebody just sent me a screenshot of the game. It's like, I don't know what to do with this. It's the, that score and then Duke beating Louisville by 17 and Pitt beating Louisville by 34. They're like, how do, <laughs> how do we comprehend this? 
We're beyond all comprehension. It's, a math, it's like a Rubik's Cube of math over here. I'm not dealing with that. I don't either. I, I mean, I'm 428. That's all I know. Texas. <laughs> that's equal to, what, that was equal to 428. 428. <laughs> Texas, all I know is Pitt needs to figure out something because I bet them to cover six points against Duke and they're getting smacked at. I think that was a text that was sent about an hour ago. and You're pretty much screwed. It has gone poorly. It has yeah. gone poorly. West Virginia is trying to keep things close with Kansas, by the way, but Jayhawks lead by six. Texas, Trevor was right about Mark Adams. Uh, what they step? Well, I mean, whether he stepped down or not, or well, you thought that they were using this as an excuse to fire him. Well, as a, I still pre- kind of as a precursor to to avoid a buyout, which was probably a lot larger and avoided because of the the moral clauses that he probably has on the contract. I still think if this hadn't happened, they would have kept him. I, I think you know they were a disappointment this year, but I mean, you could be right. I mean, we don't know. We'll never know. Yeah, really. we'll never know. I mean, we, but one of us was right. That's all. That's all we'll leave with. All we know is he gone. He gone, yeah. It's probably good to cut. Like, granted, given what happened with Chris Beard at Texas, it's probably not a bad thing to cut ties with somebody who was like Beard's protege uh, at Texas Tech. I mean, they're both off the field problems, but they're two completely kind of. But still, like you probably want to go ahead and go in a completely different direction. If there's if if this problem is arising on the heels of what happened with Beard at Texas, yeah. maybe unless he's just like you know, unless you think it's totally bogus and he's like a Hall of Fame caliber coach, which he's not showing right now you probably want to go ahead and just winning more this year would maybe change the mind of the the and maybe the ad and him don't get along as well for all we know i mean who knows yeah there's all kinds of we we don't follow the lubbock uh rumor mill very heavily here yeah texas says uh will wade will be coaching wku he's a candidate for a couple of jobs i mean i guess i mean he'd fit in given (laughs) the, the recent history I mean, Western's never really been shy to like take, to, to, to take a chance on the coach, whether it be regardless of the sport. Are we just never going to look into why Ray Harper left abruptly? No, no. Just, just apparently not. Just that story, just <laughs> don't care. Or why Ben Hensbrough mysteriously left the staff in nope, the middle of the night? Nope. It's like the it's like a German history <laughs> or book. Or anything that Rick Stansbury's been doing for the last four years. Much like in Germany from thirty nine to forty five, nothing happened here. We were it was all good. He was served. We're, Will Will Wade's <laughs> also been. Talked about as a potential candidate at Texas Tech. I've seen that. Well, that um, might be the worst thing they could do. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to show that, like, we don't, it's a different kind of cheat. Like, we don't, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we only care about morals when it comes to off the court stuff. Have you, have you touched a wife? No. Have you said anything racial? No. Did you do anything bad? Well, I pay players. Oh, well, that's nothing. This is Texas. That comes along with, like, eating meat. I mean, it's, that's all good. I'll say this about Will Wade. He can coach. He's, he's a solid coach. He can absolutely yeah. coach. He may be the most brazen cheater in college basketball, which is saying something. Uh, but Sean he can, Miller's pretty good, too, though. I mean. Sean Miller is. Will Wade was the guy that, like, even before this stuff came out, people would be like, this, this Wade guy's got zero shame. Like, he's openly talking at AAU events about paying kids to other coaches. Like, he just does not care. Uh, but he, he he can definitely coach a little bit with the talent that he cheats to get. I'm surprised Miami hasn't wanted to hire him. It would fit in. He would be. <laughs> I mean, you forget, like, after this all happened, like, you know, the, the the fans have FBI signs and he's like getting heckled. He's like cheering them on. Like he he leaned into it for a so, two and a half years before they finally fired him. Uh, it'll be curious to see what happens with him where he goes next in his career. But Mississippi he, State. I mean, he did a really good job at VCU before he got the uh, the the LSU job. Yeah. Texas, says, how many reclasses make an instant impact? Like reclassified players. Yeah, we're talking about Trenton Flowers reclassing. Yeah. It is more he's rare the than one not. We've mentioned though, right? Well, he's saying like in general college basketball, like nationally, how oh. often does a kid reclassify 
And why? I mean, like Brandon Huntley Hatfield was a reclass at Tennessee, and he didn't do a whole lot. I mean, Gigi Jackson this year, number one player in the class, reclassified, was not spectacular at South Carolina uh, for a bad team. Jamal Murray was a good one. He reclassified. Was he a reclass? He was. Yeah. He, that that's a good one. He definitely he, he, he was, was good. I remember because we went with uh, the UK. Fabio Basile, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and again, he reclassed. To be fair, I think I, he reclassed was, back into his original. I think Alexander class. was a reclass too, if I'm not mistaken. Was he? He was a beast. I know. I know for a fact Murray was because he was a late addition to Kentucky. They got him really late in the recruiting pool. I remember the, the big kid for UConn that UK wanted who reclassed was not good. Um, I can't remember his name. This was like 2011. This was way back in the day. But I'm just trying to think of players that have reclassified over the years that have gone on to be big impact guys. I mean, the two I just mentioned, if they were, if I'm correct on them, those two would be impact guys. Uh, outside, I mean, yeah, I mean, Louisville's never really had. I mean, I can't, none of them at Louisville without the Maselli. I mean, <laughs> I, can't, I can't think of too many. Um, Marvin Bagwell is one. I'm, I'm just looking this up now. No, but that was the, not junior. That was the other one, right? The what? Didn't they both play at Duke? Didn't one play at Arizona State? You're thinking of Marcus. Okay. Marvin Bagley's the one who classified to Duke. Okay, but not Junior, the one that played for the Kings. He was the regular guy. I don't know what you're talking about. Bagley Jr.? Marvin Bagley the third is the big player. He plays for the Kings. Okay, okay. Marcus Bagley is still playing for Arizona State. Okay. Uh, but Marvin was the big one. He reclassified in the 2017 class. He clearly was a big impact guy. Uh, Charles Bassey was a reclass. was not great. Um, he was a weird because he's supposed to go to that class, that school here in Kentucky. I mean, yeah, again, Western Kentucky. He and Mitchell Robinson, like just weird stuff going on there. Will Wade would fit in great. <laughs> He'd love it there too. He's, Mitchell Robinson, I can't, he he did play at Kentucky, Western Kentucky, right? Or did, did I don't think he did. I don't remember him actually playing either. I don't think he did. Bassey did, but I don't think Mitchell Robinson ever played because he because I think he quit. He got injured or was ineligible, and he quit. He left he, it for like two weeks. Yeah, and, of, of being and, on and campus. And he's good in the did NBA. Private tryouts for the NBA and got drafted because of it. Yeah, he's play. I mean, he's good in the NBA. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah, uh, but I, I, he uh, he never played a, a second at Western. Okay, but I, yeah. I mean, weird stuff happened. I vaguely remember that. I was like, <laughs> but still, I think if you can get Trenton Flowers to reclass, you you do it. He may not be like I don't think he's a kid that comes in and immediately scoring like twenty a game or something like that. But he, look, look at what we just watched this year. He can clearly help this program next season if you get him on campus. He could help the program this year as, a, oh, as yeah, like a sixteen-year-old or whatever he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, he'll, him, Glenn, and Williams may have started last year. Hell, Karan, I don't even know if Karan Davis is any good. If he's real, he probably would have played big time minutes this past year. He won four games. I'm gonna say that a million times this offseason. Anybody would have played. I think uh, I could have got a minute or two out there. Let's take a break. When we come back, we get to a few more texts. Also, Seth Davis has a prediction for where Rick Pitino will be coaching next season. We'll get to that. Keep it locked right here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Like I'm walking with eyes as blind as a man without a lantern in a coal mine. What would I do if I don't My imagination gets the best of me, and I'm trying to hide lost at sea. What, what would, would I, I do without, without you? 
the difference between what I've said and done. And you're still standing by my side. What is this? This is Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. I like it. This is, uh, I don't know a lot of their repertoire, but this is one of my, this is on my Apple playlist. And it does match today's theme. Okay. Which, by the way, when I did the theme and I saw them as a possibility, I was like, I have a chance to pull this song out. I've, I've always kind of wanted to find a way to use this song on the show, but never had a chance. I like it. Good song. You should, you, I think you would like it. Yeah, got, I'm, I'm into it. They got a good uh, kind of, uh, they have another song called like Tennessee that's supposed to be pretty good. Any guess on the theme, by the way? No, no clue whatsoever. None. <laughs> Guitar-driven songs? I had no idea. <laughs> do you want to hear another one or do you want to give up? No, we've got, i got three more in me. Okay. we got three more segments coming up. You didn't even listen to the first song. I have no idea what the first song was. It was uh, hard, Dro- hard Way Home by Brandy, uh, Brandy Carlisle. Uh, we had that. We had Drops of Jupiter. And now we've got this. And we had uh, What Kind of Woman What Kind of Woman Is This by Buddy Guy. Okay. Uh, we got a final from the ACC in Greensboro. Duke hey. just destroys Pitt, 96-69. Hey. Also an upset in the Big Ten tournament, Ohio State. The Holt Man marching his way into the quarterfinals with a 73-69 win over Iowa. Give me your Fran McCaffrey shots if you got them. Would love to see his face after that one. Dr. Tom will never be here. Dr. Tom will never uh, Mississippi State also holds on for a 69-68 overtime win over Florida in the SEC. Um, St. Louis all over George Mason in the A-10. UCLA holding a four-point lead over Colorado right now. UConn destroying Providence. San Diego State up by four on Colorado State. It's all happening, folks. It's all fun out there. And Tennessee with a six-point lead over Ole Miss and the game we're watching here at Big X Nation Studios. 46-40, Kansas leads West Virginia trying to advance in the Big 12 tournament despite Bill Self not coaching today and also Kevin McCuller not playing today. It'll be a nice little resume win for them over a West Virginia team that probably is going to be in the NCAA tournament regardless but could use a win to solidify their spot. Pitt also could have used a win today to maybe knock themselves up to a 9-8 seed, but they strike me as they're probably going to be I don't know. I, I feel like and they're not going to be one of those teams like if some uh, Cinderella wins, they're 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 like, well, God, we're out. I don't but, think so. But it will it will knock them down. It may hurt them a little bit. Greer and I were talking about this yesterday. They strike me as like the team that everybody's predicting is going to be in Dayton for the first four. Or they're going to be an eleven seed or a ten seed, and they get into one of the eight nine games, and people are shocked. They just like that team just screams eight nine. Eight nine game to me is always kind of like whatever major conference teams, and then occasionally like a really really good mid major team. Pitt just like they're, they're. I know they kicked the bleep out of us this year a couple times, so I shouldn't be talking. But that's everybody in the ACC. Yeah. Like they're just they they're they're a whatever team. Like they're just they're they're, they're fine. They're not great. They're I not going to do anything. West Virginia just looking like I don't I don't have their whole resume in front of me, but just looking at their schedule from a step back and afar, they look like a team that is like locked in the tournament because of the reputation of their conference has this year. Deservedly I mean, so. I mean, you're it's clearly you're the best. Seven conference. and eleven in your conference. I I I'm I don't know maybe I mean, just I grew up in an era where like if you have a losing record in your conference, you probably got to be fighting pretty hard. To, there's no way you should be a lock to be in a tournament. To it's sure. it's ironic that you bring up West Virginia because they beat Pitt by 25 this year. I mean, so, like speaks pretty loud. Well, the ACC. Speaking, yeah. we did the coaching thing. When I say Ohio State, what coach do you think of basketball? Thad Mata. I thought that you said Thad Mata. Yeah, I go. I still go like Jim O'Brien. That's because you're a 90s guy. Yeah. Jim O'Brien and Randy Ayers, the two that I grew up with. That's what Randy Ayers, all right. There's the man that could cheat. <laughs> that dude had no no problem cheating at all. Everybody cheats. That's, 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 Everybody cheats. 
Just ask uh, Greg Simpson and Chris Gent and uh, Derek Anderson. Five zero two four one four forty fifty. A few more texts here to wrap up the the second hour. Texas says Fran. Mc- uh, this Scooters uh, says Fran McCaffrey is definitely the correct answer for Iowa. Oh, come on, really? I think you'd even say Steve Alford before you think of him. I mean, what about Lute Olson? He took him to a Final Four. I mean, people think Arizona with Lute Olson. They do, and they rightfully so. Texas, he did take him to a Final Four, though. Texas, I'm not trying to be mean, TK, but when people outside the state of KY think of Louisville, they think of Patino. Oh, for sure. Now. I mean, that's I, I said put Crum right there, but I kind of I think I I started to say something else and we moved on. But yeah, I mean, it, I think it can be fifty fifty a little bit on. The age, if you're under the age, it's, of, the, it's an age thing. If sure. you're under probably 30, 35, then maybe you are saying Patino. I think 40. Even well, I'm 40. I mean, I'm barely over 40. Yeah, but you're like 16 yeah. and 70. You're a combination of those. You're, you're not actually you 43. You think 40, really? Yeah. It's saying, not saying Crumb, but says Patino. I think everybody my age thinks Patino. Even you, I mean, you, if I, I said, think Patino. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, get to remember, like, I saw the best Denny Crumb no, teams in right. my I life mean, were six seeds. Yeah, last Patino's been 23 years, so I mean... Yeah, yeah for more... I mean, Patino got to Louisville. I mean, Patino got the job at Louisville when I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And I, I say 20... I say 2000. I know it was like 2001 technically, but still, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I guess I am old, yeah. Texas, interesting perspective, Mike. I just thought Bill Self was synonymous with cheating. Well, he should be. <laughs> should be more than he is. Bill Self's another one of those guys where it's like, when all that stuff was going down, all, like, college basketball writers and, and coaches would be like, when is Bill Self going to get any attention here? Like he, like their recruitment of Zion was apparently more brazen than anybody's, and they just they never got. I thought Clemson was the most obvious about it. Clemson was just like, or Clemson. What do you expect? We're on the list. Clemson <laughs> was just like, we'll give the stepdad a job on the, the coaching staff, oh, yeah. and they're like, cool, done. And then it came time for the commitment day, and they were like, <laughs> Brad Brown. I was like, I can't clear this. Like, like my ideas, like this is way too obvious. We can't make this happen. And so they're like, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? Duke. Boom. Done. That's pretty much how that day went down. Um, breaking news here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Shocking. Texas says, I'd be upset. I'd be an upset fan if we only had one national title in 47 years. I don't know who he's referring to specifically, but yeah, I would be I'm too. guessing Syracuse. Bam yeah. was there for 47. I mean, they I mean, they obviously had the other mishap. You think of 87, the Derek, Tom, Derek, Derek Coleman team. and They played Kentucky like, in 96. 96. The 96 team was a Cinderella run. Still. For sure. Almost, honestly, the other team than, that won it was kind of a Cinderella run. I mean, yeah, his 87 team was the only one that was like a – that, that three-year run, 87, 88, and uh, 89, 90, that four-year run, because Coleman was a freshman on that team. I mean, Sherman Douglas and company. I mean, that was the four years where he was the best – For sure. One of the best teams in the country, and they – Went to one title game, and that was it. They, I mean, hell, Coleman's senior year was the first 15 seed to ever lose to a two seed. I mean, they had – I'll say this. Like, I don't think they would have beaten us, but that 2013 they had team they had was damn good. I did not want to play them a fourth time. They were a matchup problem, yeah. They were a matchup problem for sure. I mean, they beat us on our home floor. They had Michael Carter-Williams, who was perfect for that zone and perfect for that system. And poor Indiana. If they had beaten – Michigan was a – Whoever we were going to play was going to be a tough game, yeah. but I was I was definitely like I just give us Michigan. I don't want any part of Syracuse a fourth time. Like they could have won a national title that year, and then the team that they got to the tournament, the, the Final Four, a few years later was just a total Cinderella. They were not good at all. Got blasted by UNC. I mean, it was so weird because all year I kept saying the two teams I did not want to play at Louisville year was was Michigan and Indiana. I remember you saying that. And I like, had no problem with Indiana. Well, I Indiana, we and I think Indiana just got a bad matchup with Syracuse. I mean, here we are, we're playing against a team that beat Indiana and or Michigan. So, I mean, it's just like, which one? Like, damn it. 
<laughs> That's not what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think the Indiana, I mean, Cream didn't help, but I think the Indiana team, talent-wise, was as good as anybody in that country. I mean, they were fine. I, there was something about them that just did not scare me at all. I think it was Cream. Probably. Or Cody. Trey says, why is Trevor say Mark Ennis's name like penis without the P? And you do always do that, even when I correct you. Is it not Ennis? Yeah, it's, it's, you say Enos every time. Oh, I do say Enos. Okay. Well, sorry. <laughs> Once, the thing is, like, when Trevor gets a name stuck in his head, say it a specific way, he just can't change. I swear, I think I say, I think that's how I pronounce it when I see him. I mean, I, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to go old school and forever call him Mingus 22 again. Mingus. I he got Mangus, rid of that. The Mangus. He? Yeah, now I think he's just Mark Ennis. Yeah. When I first met him, I mean, that's how I knew him. I was just called him Mingus 22 when I first met him. <laughs> Texture says, what about Scott Drew? I don't know what you mean about Scott well, Drew. Synonymous with being with. Oh, I think we were talking about coaches that had like fluky national championships, maybe. I don't think I don't think he falls under that. I don't at think all. so either. I mean, they were one seed two years like, sandwiched in between there. Yeah. And he's now he's had underachievements as well. But I mean, if you want to call him that, but he's a Baylor. He, he's done it. I know, but I mean, it's, or or maybe they're saying that he's synonymous with Baylor, it, which it, is is, it is more fair for sure. He's what you think. He's made that program. And you know, it's crazy. Is, I mean, this is again us showing our age. Where we're like you and me both say it's a Baylor, but there's kids that are 16, 17 years old. They're like Baylor's a top program, and that's got true. That's, yeah, that's what he's that's done. That's all true. I mean, there's kids that are under probably you know in high school right now that are when we laugh and say it's Baylor, they go, "What do you mean?" I mean, that's the kind of where we're at now. It's, Remember it's, when people were rolling their eyes at us hiring Scott Drew 12 months ago? Like, Scott Drew, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, um, are you kidding me? I mean, those are the same people that probably think gambling is should be banned in Kentucky. Texas, can we sue John Swafford for absolute <laughs> negligence? What exactly was he paid to do? What a terrible TV contract. My goodness. I mean, it is bad. He didn't do when much. When did he sign that, by the way? I mean, it was like. It's been a, a little bit now. It was like four or five years ago. I mean, even then, that's still such a bad sign. It's a 20-year contract. Oh, it reminds me of the old uh, the Tim Meadows where Mike Myers is hosting us, and now he's doing the song, and he's like, hey, Tim, thanks so much for coming back and supporting me. And he's like, I'm still on the cast. They're like, he's like, didn't you leave with Farley? And then he's like, why did I sign a 40-year contract? That's... I mean, even Magic signed a 25-year contract and didn't even... Calipari's got a lifetime contract. UK's telling you right now they don't want that. (laughs) Tucker says, yesterday's show was good for my soul. I can't believe an elite-tier programs coach can act so sanctimoniously about simple questions about the future. If any of us were successful at four out of 32 evaluations of our jobs and then acted surprised when questioned about it, we'd be laughed out of the building with a pink slip. And none of us make $3.5 million a year. What a joke. I feel like I'm like the the least offended person by Kenny Payne's press conference yesterday. I didn't like it. I mean, I whatever two days ago. I mean, I didn't like it, but I just I think we both kind of like what you said. It's like we knew what he was trying to say. He just didn't word it right. Like, like he, he was trying to like be dismissive of you know it being on job online and just kind of went the wrong way of of snapping back. Yeah, I think that's the issue. Well, <laughs> you can't be sanctimonious when you went four and twenty eight. Like the fact that he's people were expecting what people like, were upset about was that he was shocked that he was asked those questions. I know he could he, he could have done it a different way. Like, I, think, I think that's a bad question. I don't know what you're asking. It's a bad question. No, it's not a bad question. You went four and bleeping twenty eight. I mean the question about I mean the question about the staff was more legitimate than than the because I think we at this point even with his record we kind of all a stat we kind of got a feeling that he's coming back regardless right I mean we knew that going into even the loss against 
Boston College. Yeah, but like it's not a bad question to ask if you've had conversations about again four and twenty eight at Louisville. Like it, it is absolute in the realm of normal question to ask after a season ends where you've had the worst season in the history of a one hundred nine year program, and for sure. him to act like it wasn't just it blows my mind and clearly blew everyone's mind. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's it's a strange thing, but I mean, if to the texter's point, I know we have technical difficulties here on occasion and people call us out about that all the time like i hear about it a lot if it happened i don't know 28 times in 32 days (laughs) where we couldn't we were off the air for like 45 minutes in the first hour just totally off the air did it dead air 28 times in 32 days and people had questions about it and we were like i can't i can't believe you're asking us that yeah i didn't talk to dugan about my future what about the four times where we had three full hours of no problems? I can't believe that. I don't even know if you count in this situation. I don't think we could say three full hours of no problems. Like even I, the four wins, even our, our wins were no problem. I know Jenna cussed on the air that one time. Yeah. If she cussed on the air 28 times in 32 days and somebody was like, hey, maybe stop saying the S word on the air. We've got kids in the car. The FCC is going to find you. And we're like, are you serious about this? Yeah. We had some slip ups. We're working on it. I hope Jenna's doing okay. We haven't heard her in a while. Um, I sent, she sent me a message on Facebook about, not Facebook, Instagram, after the Blackhawks got rid of Patrick Kane. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. 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 That, that's it. He was a longstanding Blackhawk, wasn't he? Yeah. That's all I know. She's bummed about Chicago sports. <laughs> She's doing fine. Nothing's changed. She's doing great. Still hates that restaurant over there by the top. Still hates Capitol Grill. Capitol Grill. Yeah. That's what it was. Texas has the heart rate, Mike. I hope it's just a KP allergy and you're good for the next several months. Go easy on Dr. Tom. Uh, it's back to being. <laughs> yesterday was, a unfortunately, an outlier. The heart rate has been kind of the same. What today. are you at today? Where, where are we at right now? It's back to where it's been for the last, like, nine months. It's okay. I still feel okay, so that's fine. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, I went to the doctor last time. I went to the hospital, the emergency room for, for my uh, cl- uh, clitoris. Yeah. The the woman was like, Do you have high blood pressure? And I just looked, I was like, Oh, you tell me. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean That's kind of what I said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was kinda of looking, I was like, You're the one with looking at the machine right now. Why are you asking me? Yeah, like, what, do I need to leave here? Do you want me to tell you what else I've got? Yeah, that's just, that's just go home and get on WebMD, ma'am. I've been waiting twenty minutes for this. It's the last you, thing you want to do. For you to ask me questions about my health? That's what I'm paying you for. Or at least you think I'm going to. Texas, I don't think the players that you mentioned would have helped this this coach needs instant impact talent. I, I think everybody would have helped. I mean, we don't know. For, the, for all we know, one of these guys we've mentioned to me next year could be instant impact talent. Sure. It can't be worse. I mean, who knows? I mean, and if it is, we'll move on quickly. Texas, with Greer having some free time, and he used to be uh, our TV listing guy, maybe we can get him to list all the mid-majors playing now into the tourney who had grad transfer candidates the louisville market may rate higher for all the mid-major games this year uh Greer also has a full-time job so he, like, he's he's not just doing nothing now so he's i don't know if he has time to do all that but there he's are got like three kids too just, he? he's got one oh, they had twins no oh that was kyle tucker that had a twin. tucker's got twins yeah, that's right, my bad. Sorry. if you Sorry, want I to, mean to mix the two up. if you want to follow somebody who's going to keep track of all the, the mid-major low major players entering the transfer portal jeff goodman does it like every day I know he's talking about the VMI kid and the offers that he's gotten, which we haven't. I know Kentucky reached out to a kid that entered the transfer portal. I've not seen our name pop up on any of the transfers that are out there so far. Uh, I mentioned, I think, Davion McKnight at Western Kentucky. It sounds like there's legitimate buzz there. But as far as other guys, we're still early in the process there. Ooh, Hunter Green's going to start opening day for the Reds. Is he? 
I love it. Reds opening day uh, starters opening day for the 2023 Cardinals. Hunter Green. Get Ellie up on the big club. Who, by the way, I picked up in my in my fantasy baseball draft. Oh, nice. Got him. Got him for sixteen dollars in, in the auction draft. I'm assuming that's good. It's very good. It's very cheap for who's for a stud starter, number one starter, which he's going to be. Texas says, failing four out of 32 assignments at work made me laugh pretty hard here at the office. I'd be so impressed that someone had made it that long. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever... I've been bad at some jobs, but I don't know if I've ever been that bad. <laughs> uh, and it's like, and I want more money. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, I feel like that would be like the closest thing to involve my employment. And I have a long employment list, as you know. Uh, that would be, Kenny Payne's for sure, be like my kind of my time at Allied. <laughs> they, they, I don't remember. I think I told you the Allied story, right? Oh yeah. Where I left and <laughs> left like a, for a thirty-minute lunch break for ninety minutes, and then came back with food to eat. <laughs> and then and so they let me go like ten minutes after I clocked back on, though. They weren't like, "Hey, you're staying here the rest of your shift." Texas months ago, Mike mentioned that one unnamed source had predicted the paint hire would be a disaster at Louisville. Have you talked to them again? What did they know that everyone missed? It was more than one. Source. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, I have I talk to them frequently and it's just yeah. It's, I mean, if you didn't you like to the paint hire, are you already on the I told you so? Or are you going to let's? I hope not. I mean, I I I, I mean, I didn't like the paint hire, but I'm still hoping that yeah, it works out. Like I, I I said it a million times last offseason. I'll say it again. I, I want to be wrong about this. So I, there's no part of me that wants to like thump my people like oh he's just thumping his shit. No, I I'm a simple man. I want to be happy. I want to make people around me happy, and I want Louisville sports to be good. That's pretty much it. Like that's that's all I ask for in life. And Louisville sports right now, with men's basketball, are not good, and I'm not happy about that. There's no part of me that's like I I told you, I I, I want Kenny Payne to kill it next year. I want to win every game. I want to be the national champion. I, I want Kenny Payne to be the best coach who's ever coached because he's Louisville's coach. And if we bring in somebody else in two years or next year or 17 years, I want him to be the, the greatest coach who's ever lived in college basketball. That's that's all it is. Uh, Sexter says, uh, take it for what it's worth. A rivals board insider saying all but four are leaving and a core of four is the only freshman returning. That does not shock me. That's that's kind of in line with what people have been predicting. Who are the other three freshmen we're talking about? Well, no, Lance is a freshman, though. He's coming back. I don't I don't know. Oh, that's the possibility? I'm, I'm... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, Mike James, if he's if you're talk, can't, counting him as a freshman and he's leaving, that would surprise me. Yeah, but if it's... Sure. I mean, if it's all but four leaving and a core of four of the only freshmen, so that would, if you're saying Mike James is leaving, that would surprise me. I would say that the guys returning would be Trainer, Huntley Hatfield. I don't know who the other two is. Huntley Hatfield is a sophomore, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of been thinking all along it's going to be James, Trainer. I mean, we've said Land's name a couple times a day, though. I've heard m- more. In recent weeks, that would say Lands might go. Okay. Not, um, not the happiest about that. But. No, I'm, I'm not either. I think he can be a good player. But I, mean, I guess yeah. four, bringing five guys back would be. I mean, the problem with that is you could say, well, you could play someone with a Glenn or a player A, B, or you know, one of the three name wing players we've mentioned. Then you're just kind of starting the whole process of grooming and getting them that whole process over again. I mean, we spent a whole year watching Lands improve to get to the point where he can maybe be more of an impact player next year. You just, I mean, then you're just starting from scratch again. And that's, yeah, I want to be. I, yeah. I don't know. That's, that'd be interesting. Especially when it takes Kenny Payne, like four months to teach a team on offense. I mean, I think, 
I feel good about JJ coming back. I feel good about James coming back. I don't know if he's one of the freshmen that we're talking about. I feel kind of good about Huntley Hatfield coming back. I mean, I'm, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, we too. I'd be okay with all three. I mean, honestly, I mean, if you if you told me I could only take two or three, and and the three names were were Lands, Trainer, and and James, I would let Lands go. I mean, I want Trainer and James back more than but than I would Lands, even though Trainer's a senior. I would. I like JJ a lot. I would take Lands. Over trainer, I think. Big, age long, thing? Long, I think he's got more upside. I mean, he's. Yeah. He, I mean, I think he clearly does. Um, well, it's just because that's again that's due to age, though. I mean, if anything. I mean, I think he's better than any trainer right now, but like, natural mm, ability. Yeah, um, I mean, it's arguable. I, I accept that. Um, and I don't know who else. I mean, I don't. Yeah, is Dan back? I mean, if Reed leaves and no one, I mean, will anybody notice? I mean, no, no. <laughs> that's some some poor like walk-ons are getting number zero and coming to game next. You're like, hey, Devin Reese playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Texas, I was convinced when you said that the hiring firm told DePaul and PB not to hire KP that they didn't. That told me a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's again, we'll see what. Didn't happens. they hiring firm say not to hire him here too? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, take a break when we come back five o'clock hours up uh, we'll take more of your text we'll talk about this Rick Pitino Seth Davis story and get you updated on all that's going on in the world of college basketball it's the Mike Rutherford show continues next here on 1450 the big X so you got the morning I got midnight you are patient I'm always on time oh, what would I do without you you got your sunshine I got rain clouds you got hope I got my doubts so oh. What would I do without you? Oh, what would I do without you? Oh, what would I do without you? I ain't slept seven days, living in the free. If the fed of me just got a damn bad hold of me. My tweaker friends have got me to the point of no return. It's about the same. It's got me here. Got me here. Well, it's got me back in prison once again. I used to only phone call to contact my daddy. Got 20 long years for some dust in the bag. Five o'clock hour here on 1450 Nice to One Big X. Fly Brother for Show. Trevor Kelsey is getting. Some sort of seated jig here. Oh no, he's standing up now. Don't don't do this. I don't want to. He's gonna hurt himself. He's doing. I don't know how to describe this. It's some sort of line dance, I believe. You're gonna hurt yourself. Think of the colitis. I don't want you to. I don't want you to collide us out on me here in the studio. You're out of breath now. I'm talking to the mic. You're out of breath. Not the same. These all are just like guitar heavy songs. I don't know if that's the theme. Nope. Banjo heavy songs. Really train? Kind of. There may be a banjo in The train. last song, did you hear a banjo but you're all coming to the <laughs> Could have been a banjo in there. Is there even a banjo in this song? Sounds the same. There's a banjo there. There's a banjo in there, I guess, but it's yeah. primarily acoustic guitar. Well, banjo. Are these, are these all acoustic guitar songs? No. It's Thursday. I don't know what that means. 
These are also all the bands that will be headlining Burn Urban Beyond. and Beyond on Thursday. Oh, well done. Thank Good job. you. A texter texted in Bourbon and Beyond earlier on the show. I thought they just wanted us to talk about the lineup. I didn't realize they That's, were guessing the theme. These are all the, these are all bands that will be performing on the opening day of Thursday. The text line's always so much more with it than I am. They always get the theme better than I do. I mean, my mom wants to go Bourbon and Beyond. She should. The lineup's stacked. She, she is a, she's a... I, I wouldn't mind going to see Billy Strings, the, the, who's just played right there, by the way. Our man Dugan spent a uh, weekend in Nashville watching him play three shows, which I'm sure was awesome. Dugan's a concert fiend. He is. He's more way more than me, yeah. And he, he brought, I didn't know who Billy Strings was until he brought it to my attention, so credit to him. But, uh, I would, but yeah, my mom wants to see Bruno Mars on Sunday night. I say Bruno Mars is the big one. That's one she wants. That's the only one. And the thing is, my mom, she, she cares less about anybody else on the card. She just wants to see Bruno Mars. I don't blame her. Puts on a hell of a show, apparently. I'm Black playing. Keys, The Killers. I love Brandy Carlisle, who I, you played earlier. Yeah, that she's she's the headliner on Thursday, followed by uh in, in order by their introduction would be also Billy Strings, Train, uh Drew, Drew Holcomb, and then the uh the the person who will be playing last on here. Can we go see Train drive by live together? We'll be Brandy Clark. Just, just geek out. You can geek out to drops of Jupiter and then I can go nuts for drive by. Train does feel like the weird odd man out in that group. A little right? bit. Duran Duran is going to be there. Duran, yeah, and then you got like I, mean, I love like the uh, yeah the one day's Black Crows, Black Keys, Old Medicine Crow. I feel like the Black Keys play for every concert in the like, world. It's like if you have Crow or Black in your name, you're on. Saturday. You're in. You're a Saturday night given. Counting, get in there. <laughs> is there another Crow? Blondie's going to be there for Bruno Mars. Call me. I mean that's yeah. The Sunday could be interesting. I've never been to Bourbon Beyond myself though, personally. Well, we're going to get tickets. I know. We can make it happen. We'll have them here uh, coming up. The, the concert's in September. We've still got time, but we'll be... Come see Train yeah. with Mike and TK. <laughs> That's going to be the contest. We'll, we sit there and light our lighters and the, doing drops of Jupiter. This is not a drive-by. Uh, 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 what was the other uh, song? The Meet Virginia. That was another song, wasn't it? She doesn't know when it drifts. <laughs> That's the one that I feel like... Smokes my, a pack a day, but nah, that's me. But anyway... I feel like my daughter's going to get tortured with that song growing up. Because my mom, yeah, she had uh, Billy. Uh, Billy my mom Bones. was always, who's also Virginia. Yeah. Whenever she was at bars in her twenties, her friends would always go to the jukebox and play "Only the Good Die Young." Come out, Virginia, don't. And like now, I feel like it's going to be. Although that song may be like, in twenty years, like beat Virginia may be like it's going to be like fifty years old. They might even know that song. It probably won't. I mean, yeah. I don't know why I always think of the name Virginia. I think of the the underrated show uh, Raising Hope. The, the mom is played. Her character's name is Virginia. She okay. Was, she was named Virginia when her mother took a failed attempt at suing Virginia Slims over copyright. So she named her Virginia Slims. I also just know there's going to be a period of time where my daughter hates us for naming her that because kids are going to start being like, grow your vagina. Like it happened. I know it happened to my mom. It happened. My wife is Mary Virginia and she got it a lot. You know, Mary Virginia. Like I get there's going to be a part, port in time, a period in time. Where classmates start doing that, and Virginia, why'd you name me this? And I'm just like, we're gonna have to get through it. We're gonna have to get through it. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fine. named Florida. Yeah. Florida. <laughs> they named me after. They a named state. me after a state. <laughs> what, what's Virginia's middle name? I think I bet you Elizabeth. Long name. She could go by Elizabeth though, or Liz. I hope she doesn't. You think she'll be? A, you think she'll go to middle name eventually? As she gets older. No, I think eventually she'll come to to like the name. But you can't shorten Virginia though. I, we, I call her VA. Do you? Because what my friends used to call my mom. They always call her VA. I mean, she could do that, I guess. My mom is still, it's so funny that I've got like, <laughs> I haven't changed any of the contacts on my phone since I got a cell phone in high school, like my OG contacts. So my mom is still VA cell, 
in in my no. in my phone. My dad, I think, is still dad cell. Like it's just so like I'm I'm not changing it ever. I put it in there. Man says mom. I put it in there in 2002. It's not coming out anytime. Uh, we've got a couple finals now. The the second window, the first window is coming to a close. The second game of the first window across the conference tournaments. Not a whole lot of drama, at least compared to this morning. Kansas is going to wrap up a 17-point win over West Virginia, it looks like, without Bill Self on the sidelines. Tennessee is pulling away from Ole Miss. They lead by 10. Uh, we had a, a couple of finals recently. San Diego State survives in the Mountain West. The top seed there beats Colorado State by 3. UConn beat Providence by 7. UCLA, top seed in the Pac-12, ultimately pulled away from Colorado to win by 11. By the way, your boy McCronin was named Pac-12 Coach of the Year for the second time in four seasons. Just letting you know. Because he's supposed to change my mind. Just letting something? you know. Just letting you know. Best in the biz. I mean, he's in a league with Mark Fox, okay? I mean. <laughs> hey, Calvin, he was in a league with Mark Fox. I mean, he's not anymore. Obviously, the competition is not so stiff. Mark Fox is gone. <laughs> Mark Fox is done. Out of here. Dead. <laughs> Tim Miles coming in. Heard it here first. Good move then, though. It would be great if, yeah. if that's what winds up happening. Um, but it's it's an exciting day in college basketball. I just wish that Louisville was a part of it. I do hate seeing – I mentioned that I saw that 10 years ago today was the senior day for the Peyton Siva, Gorgie Zhang, the, the championship team. And I hate seeing all all my memories. Like the, the this year, this day, seven years ago, you tweeted this. this. This day, five years ago, your picture was this. It's all basketball stuff, whether it's conference tournament or senior day or something. And we're sitting, we've been out of the, our season's been over for 48 hours. It just, it still feels, even after the last two years, it still feels so wrong. I see him on Facebook too. It's depressing. It's like, so depressing. I don't get him on Twitter. I did get my Twitter uh, birthday the other day, I guess. How many years? Uh, I started in March of 09. Oh. So I guess it was like my, like my 14th or 15th. I think that's about when I started too. It was, I was actually early on the Twitter band, the Twitter, the, the, the Twitter population. I was, I was early on Facebook though. My very first tweet I know was about. Because I, I held out for a while, but then, like, basically the ESPN Nation people were like, if you run a website, you need to be on Twitter sharing stories. It's going to help. And my very first tweet was about the Rick Pitino Karen Cypher thing. It was a story about the Cypher thing. That had been around LA, Which was yeah, about this time, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember I was playing softball uh, when the, the news broke, and it was it was not a good day. I mean, I guess I, I want to say, like, when we went to our Twitter age. We were we're all, we're old enough on Twitter that we actually had to put RT and then like the the manual retweet the, the yeah. manual retweet days. yeah yeah that kind of shows your Twitter age a little bit right For sure I mean <laughs> speaking of anniversaries this also marks the 25 year anniversary of the notorious Big's death really 25 years I actually remember this I mean I was I think in sixth grade when when both he and Tupac died and I'm I, I remember where Biggie was at the 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 Source Awards right um. Wasn't he just leaving like the, the some award show in L.A., wasn't it? Was it Tupac was in Vegas after Tupac the fight. Tupac was in Vegas. After the Tyson yeah, fight. He, I actually stayed at the hotel I, I see, I, I, that was right next to the intersection. I think you've told me that before. Yeah, it was right, it was right off the strip. It was on Fremont and something, I forget. Yeah. Biggie died in L.A., but was it was it after the Source Awards? I want to say he was leaving the uh, award show. I could be wrong. I know. Maybe I'm thinking Source Awards because of the infamous Sugar, Sugar Night. Night incident. Yeah. yeah. But we're, 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 if you don't want your producer all up in your video, all up in your video, come yeah, that, all up on the album. And that was, but that was see, that was the BT Awards, I think. No, that was Source Awards. That was Source Awards. Yeah. Okay, so maybe maybe it was a different award show, but I could swear that's what he was in LA for. I just remember, and this is it's such a kid thing. Like we were sixth grade, like twelve years old, eleven years old, and like everybody it was like this. Remember, like East Coast West Coast was the big thing. Oh yeah. Like everybody in our class was like, "We're West Coast, we're we're Tupac guys," and like when Biggie died, there were some kids that were like, "He's dead." The Tories B.I.G. It was like just such a, a kid thing, but I do remember that that being a thing because it was 
almost six months of the day. I think Tupac died in September, and then Biggie died the next March. Soul Train Awards. Soul Train Awards. It okay, there you go. I knew I knew it was a word show. Uh, this is a hot take. You ready for it? Sure. I may have said this before. I don't know. Biggie's legacy is better because of his death. I feel like because well, you can say that about a lot of people. Well, I'm just you saying, can guess that a lot about like, a lot of people. Well, more so like well, a lot of people you can see because I mean you can say you know about your buddy Holly's maybe or your you know other guys who passed away at a young age and you say well, how much more music could they could have given us? I mean the double album for Biggie Hypnotized was kind of not as good to me. Like if nowhere near ready to die. Like and I feel like if he if he doesn't. I'm sure if Pup Day doesn't, you know, have him killed like he did with Tupac. Stop. I'm just saying. I mean, you can say about Tupac too. I mean, Tupac. But Tupac had already put out like eight hours. But people also say that everything that he put out posthumously was not as good as All Eyes on Me, which I still actually really liked. Are you still down? I mean, All Eyes on Me was great, but you had Machiavelli and you had. But like people don't like that as much as All Eyes on Me. Like they say the same thing about him. But you still also had, uh, what was that album right now? With, uh, I'm drawing brain farts on it, but. But Tupac only had, I mean, but Biggie, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like if he, he doesn't doesn't pass, which I'm not saying I'm glad he passed, but. Why do you hate Notorious B.I.G.? I'm just saying, if he doesn't, you start getting more of the Puff Daddy sound, and that was what what's kind of killed rap over the last 20 years. We're never going to get the Wallace family on the show. I mean, Puff Daddy's made, Puff Daddy was to rap what, like, Winger was to rock. Hot take. <laughs> I'm just saying, his legacy is one of these greatest rappers of all time, I think, is solidified by the fact that we never had him he could be I mean, you never know i mean maybe he would have split with bad boy you, know, you have no idea you're what right you're right yeah, we just, don't it's I'm a just, guess i'm just saying it does, it's a little hot take there for you though. i like it i mean it's, it's fine yeah, i don't necessarily agree i like i like the uh, the interesting thing about notorious big was he very much you know, grew up like in, in the thick of it like he his music was his real life, whereas Tupac mm-hmm. kind of he went to like art school and he wasn't. Yeah. I don't think he had it quite as bad as this, this thug life image that he tried to portray. Came up with with uh, Digital Underground as a backup dancer, and stuff right? There, yeah. And like Biggie was very open and honest about the fact that he wanted to get away from that life. He's he's like, I'll play a rapper moving forward, but like I want to, you know, I want to send my daughter to a nice school. I want to get out. I want to go live in the suburbs. I want to have a nice house. Like I, like. I lived the life that these rappers sometimes are acting like they lived. It sucked. I want to get away from yeah. it. And like, you just had this reversal of, of, of kind of for like, he came off in a lot of the podcasts and documentaries that have come out since his death. He, he comes off a lot more sensitive and I think relatable than Tupac in a weird and, way. And then I told you yesterday, life after death, that that's one of two cassettes. It's a great I album. Do so much. I had to go rebuy it. So much. I love that album. And I agree. Yeah. Tupac. I mean, Tupac played a role a little bit more of a character. For sure. But he was also just so damn talented. It, 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 no question. Game. I mean, it didn't matter. I mean, yeah, it's and hell now it's funny. You I mean you can almost some people like use that as a knock on him. And where nowadays you have, you know, every everybody gets into hip hop is you know bragging about their money even though they really don't have any, or they're bragging about how hard they had it, Drake, and they really didn't. You know, well, they're I mean, using it as a platform to try and get into other avenues, which Tupac was already doing. Yeah, you know, a lot of people say he would have been a, a really great actor, and he was good in the, the roles that he played. He was, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, above the rim, above the rim, and uh, uh, poetic justice. justice. Yeah. yeah, he was he was good. Uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Let's go ahead and get to it. There's a story by Seth Davis in the Athletic who's talking about the open jobs and also the coaches who have become free agents where everybody might land. He also tries to predict some coaches who have stable jobs right now who maybe could jump ship after this season. He, he also talks about Rick Pitino, who I, I think that 
I mean, we had a question earlier today. Why can't Patino go back to Louisville? Why wouldn't Louisville bring him back? Please bring him back. There's going to be a lot of intrigue in where he goes next. Iona uh, won their Mac Mac tournament quarterfinal game last night. They won't play again until tomorrow, I believe. They are the top seed, so he's he's got work to do in front of him. He's not a free agent just yet. Uh, they're the favorites in that conference. They'll probably win. They'll probably go to the NCAA tournament. We'll see what he does there. But if he takes the run there, God knows what the, the interest level will be. For sure, yeah. I mean, Price of the brick might go up. Yeah. But he, I think, has made it known, not so subtly, in recent months that he'd like to go to a power conference program. He'd like to have at least one last shot to win a national title. So the question then becomes, where? What's going to happen? And here's what Seth Davis had to say about Patino in his little, his little blurb. He may be 70 years old, but Patino was just named the Max Coach of the Year for a second straight season after leading the Gales to consecutive regular season titles. Yes, he carries some baggage from his past, but last November, Patino was cleared of any wrongdoing with respect to the allegations made against him in connection with the FBI's years-long investigation into college basketball. Louisville fired Patino in 2017 as a result of those initial revelations, and while he appears to be content at Iona, he has also made it clear that he prefers to coach again in a power conference. Patino's contract does not include a buyout clause, so he would be a very moderately priced hire for one of two Big East jobs that could be open this cycle, Georgetown and St. John's. My best guess here, he ends up at Georgetown. That's Seth Davis, now, not me. Well, was that written before the Mike Bray stuff? or No, Bray's on there as well. Okay, because I mean, I just... I feel like that seems like something he wrote, and then you know, because that was the hot rumor like two months ago. Though there is, I mean, it, it still is. Brace in Georgetown is still definitely a rumor that's out there, and Davis actually mentions that. But he's saying definitively he thinks Patino ends up at Georgetown, which I think is a perfect fit for I think him or St. John's. I'll, I'll I'll go on him right now. If he was the high, either or, within three years, that team is is a top four seed in the tournament. I think you're probably right, and I'll, I don't care where St. John's is right now. I know they just knocked off Marquette today, but no, they lost. I thought they beat Marquette. They lost in overtime. Okay. We either I don't care. They could have lost by 40. They could have won four games this year. Patino gets to New York and with Neil in the city of New York recruiting, three years that team's a top four seed. I agree with you. I mean, I think that he is I think he's the best coach of his generation. Yeah. And I think wherever he goes next, he's gonna he's gonna win at a high level because he's won everywhere he's gone to college. I don't know if he'd win that quickly at Central Florida. Then again, I mean, let's be honest. Central Florida's not like it's a bad play. I mean, it's Orlando. It's I mean, they're going to go to the Big Twelve. Big Twelve is a big I mean, deal. Conference affiliation. I huge. mean, they've got probably some money to spend. Again, it's in Orlando. It's a, it's a commuter city. It's got money. I mean, he'll get players. He'll have a staff. He'll yeah, every, win, he'll win wherever he goes. Everyone who goes has to pay ten dollars just to enter the city on the toll booth. So they've got to have some <laughs> cash somewhere. I still hate that ten dollars yeah. enter your city. Um, <laughs> I'm curious to see where. It goes. By the way, I was watching the St. John's game earlier today. You know now the the Big East only has eleven teams. So if you're if you finish in the top eight of the conference, you only have to win one game to get to the semifinals. All, all you have to do is win one game. <laughs> when do you think the last time St. John's played in a Big East tournament semifinal was? And again, you know the, oh. at, at the Garden, their home away from home, all this stuff. I'm going to say the year they had Norm Roberts, that 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 senior late with DJ Kennedy and um, give me a year. Paris Horn was it 2009, 2010? I think 2000. Oh, is the last time they even played in the biggest tournament semifinals. That was with Ron Artest and Eric Barkley. That was the Omar Cook team. Yeah, they lost to Ohio State in the Elite Eight. They ended up winning the biggest tournament. They were, you know, they were, were good. They have not been to a semifinal since then, which is kind of blows your mind a little bit because you feel like 
everybody in the Big East now, especially in the, the new Big East for the last seven years, should have at least played in one semifinal. I think besides DePaul. But everybody else, I mean, Georgetown was the last place team in the league last year, and they won the th- damn thing. All you have to do is win one game to get to a semifinal, unless you're one of the bottom three teams in the conference, and they haven't been able to do it. But they almost got Marquette earlier today. That was Mike Jarvis. Yeah, Mike Jarvis was—he's like the best coach they've had recently. I mean, that team I talked about was went to the tournament. They went twenty-one and twelve. But yeah, yeah I mean that's because that was all they had. That entire senior lineup with Paris Horn, James, Justin Burrell, Dwight Hardy—it was a good. I thought a good team. The, it does feel like a sleeping giant program. There's so much talent up there. Uh, they've got the tradition. They have a fan base that will come around if they do get good. Uh, I think it also would be a great spot for Rick Pitino. Imagine, imagine his first game at the Garden, coaching St. John's. Imagine him coming out in a dapper suit. Place would go nuts. It'd be incredible. I don't think it's going to happen, but Georgetown, I think, could happen. I mean, not since they shot the scene to coming to America there. Would, would St. John's <laughs> be so relevant? Or the 850th Billy Joel concert. <laughs> yes, yes. It's halftime, man. It's like, <laughs> I think Bill Wennington is actually in that clip. The other thing that I wanted to get to here in the first hour. So, on Tuesday night after the game, a lot of kerfuffle about the press conference, a lot of talk about Good Kenny word. Payne and the future, and then Tim Sullivan... He's the man. He's the big journo. He reaches out to Josh Hart himself, gets the quote that goes around talking about Kenny Payne's job security. He expanded on that quote today. He, he shared more of his conversation with Josh Hurd and why Hurd remains firmly in KP's corner. And here's what Tim Sullivan, th- these are Josh Hurd's words to, Kenny, to, uh, to Tim Sullivan about Kenny Payne. He said, I think the vision of what Kenny is trying to accomplish gives me the most reassurances. I understand a vision only takes you so far and you've got to execute it, but this isn't a relationship where the AD talks to the head coach at the end of the season. I talked to Kenny earlier today. I talked to Kenny last night. Kenny and I talk about things constantly. I bet we're on the phone three or four times a week. Sometimes it's just checking in. Other times we're talking about the program, talking about things that he thinks he needs. I think we have an extremely open relationship and that allows for a really good dialogue. The end of this season is about getting better and how do we do that collectively? I think everybody in the program, and I'll include the AD in that conversation, we need to take a hard look in the mirror and say, how do we make sure this program gets a lot better than it was this year? We talk about all the things that transpired, everything in the past, but that's the past. We've got to be laser focused on the future and getting this program back to where we expect it to be and where our fans expect it to be. That's that's great, but it, that sounds like a Kenny Payne answer kind of, to a point. And what I think the fan base needs... and. You wouldn't get this demand if we had gone like 17 and 14 or 15 and 15 in Kenny Payne's first year. But when you have a season that is such an historical outlier, four and 28, eight losses worse than the next worst season that we've ever experienced, I think the fan base is owed some insight into what exactly your vision is. It's great. I mean, Hurd says, what gives me reassurance about KP long term is his vision. We need to hear a little bit about that vision because all we've seen so far is you winning four games in four months and the team not really improving, us not killing it and recruiting the way that we thought we were going to initially. Like, tell us exactly how this is going to happen and not how we're going to win 10 games next season, but how three years down the line, three years from now, when you've been here for four full seasons, Louisville's going to be back right in the thick of the national title race because that's the expectation here. If you've got, if you've had four years at Louisville, you should be firing on all cylinders. We should be. It, it shouldn't take that long, but at the very least, fourth year, we want to be preseason top ten. We want to be a top tier team in the ACC. 
we want to be talking about conference championships and national championships. We don't want to be talking about how to get to six wins, how to get you know into the NCAA tournament. What is your vision to make that happen? You've shared it with Josh Hurd. You need to share at least a little bit of it with us because people are panicking. We've been down for about five years now. St. John's has been down for 23 years. And I think we both agreed into of the statement I made that Patino wins in year three would have a top four seed. Yeah. You should not expect anything less at Louisville then. I mean, we were going to be I a mean, top four seed in year two with Chris Mack. I mean, let's, let's remember that. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm being fast and loose when I say we just down last for five years, mainly down for particularly two. And still, like, relative to our standards, we've been down. I mean, we, we don't have the, the whole COVID crap going on in 21. We win 20 games probably. We lost, Most of the games we lost were against the, some of our best winnable games. Yeah. I think it was like two NC States and the Virginia Tech and Syracuse. I mean, teams that we probably would have beaten. The Clemson uh, one was the one that was real bad. Yeah, and then a lot, yeah. So, we didn't I mean, lose to Virginia Tech because, remember, we didn't lose to Virginia Tech at all until last year. Yeah, and then, but they didn't play us that year, I think. Didn't they cancel? I think you're right. I, think, they, I remember yeah. Syracuse canceled, We too. went 13-7, and seven and like we we lost like six games of cancellation that were probably almost all six winnable games. I mean, And be, we also got blasted coming back from co- without – we'd play with uh, Carly Jones yeah, against Wisconsin. exactly. Oh, God, that was the, – the, was the dumb and North Carolina we both Yeah, we, like, we, hadn't, we hadn't practiced like six days, and we still tried yeah. to play the game. So that, that – Again, that season's a little wonky, but nonetheless, the the point is that if you if you if you're the coach you're hiring, you're not comfortable thinking that by year three we're not a top four seed, then you've made the wrong hire. I'm with you. I'm I mean, with you. Just plain and simple. I mean, and this year, you know what? As bad as it's been, he has the crutch of the whole cloud over the recruiting coming into the first season, and yada. I mean, you can you can dismiss it and say it's stupid. You can tell me I'm it didn't matter, whatever. If it's valid, we'll find out. The point is, is it was there, and we're starting to see hopefully a little bit of maybe that being the truth with some of the names we're hearing now already early on, one day removed from the season being over, mm-hmm. being mentioned with you know Evans and, and Flowers, even though those names had come up before, but you know hopefully other names too. So yeah, I mean he's, but yeah, if you, the point is if you, if you're not if you're Josh Hurd, I don't think he's gonna. Kind of, you know, uh, can you say pussyfoot around it? You just did. Okay. Uh, be, don't, don't, don't get around it. Don't be walking on eggshells with it. I mean, know that if this isn't going to be the hire, pull that Band-Aid right off, arm hair and all, and just re- reseal it. You and I talked about this before this season, and I think we were pretty much in agreement as far as the expectations for Kenny Payne on a, let's say, four-year basis. We both wanted this year's team to at the very – I said – be uh, at least as good as last year's team. That was my my goal. Yeah, you I said wanted, you wanted to be in the mix at least on selection side, which would be fifteen to sixteen, fifteen to sixteen win season, pretty much. To me, seven, maybe seven, seventeen, probably eighteen. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Regardless, he fell far short of, oh, of both yeah. those goals. Way short. Year two, we wanted to be safely in the NCAA tournament. Yes, that was. I remember. I think we both kind no, of. No, I agree. That. Yeah, the seating seating be questionable, but in the tournament nonetheless. Year three, we wanted to be competing for conference titles to be a top-tier team in the ACC yeah. and to be right around top four seed in the NCAA tournament. We should be there. no lower than a sixth seed in by third season. And then year four, nice. year four, you're firing on all cylinders. Like This, yes. this is Kenny Payne ball at Louisville without any hold holdbacks, no NCAA cloud, no nothing. This is your culture, your team, your players. This is as good as you can be here. We're, we're in the mix for, for good odds at, at making a run of the title. I mean, year four with Patino, we went to a Final Four. Like, that's... And I think we're being very generous with our standards, despite the 
the issues Louisville had, but in today's college basketball, I think we're being very, very loose with the leash that we're getting. Well, we're setting a bar. I mean, how high you can clear it, that's up for debate. Like, if he wants to win a national title in year three, cool. That, that works Oh, yeah, for us. I agree. Yeah, I'm just saying. But yeah. we're just saying, like, that That was what we want to see. Yes. Year one clearly fell short. Year two, I'm not willing. I, I, this is, we're repeating ourselves at this point. I'm not willing to just lower the bar because year one was so far beyond. Like, I'm still saying, in this day and age, with what's available to you, with the cloud now gone, with immediately eligible transfers out there, with, reclassification with Trenton Flowers with the talent that we're bringing in. If you've got the goods, you should make the tournament in year two. Yeah. And I'm not going to back down from that. Like, I, I might not say, like, if we, if we come close to making the tournament and he's got a killer class lined up for 24, maybe I, I'm not, like, clamoring for his job. I, I'm still I'm, I'm still disappointed, but I'm saying, you know, I'm willing to give year three a chance. Let's see what, we, what can happen. But that's, that's my standard for a successful season year two, Kenny Payne. Make the tournament. I mean, if you are half of what you're claimed to be as a recruiter and you're a coach worth anything worth his salt, then this team should definitely be in the tournament. There's no excuse. This team doesn't make tournament next year. Kenny Payne shouldn't be returning for a head coaching job. I'm with you. I mean, I, now that's how I, I can't say that that'll be the hat. It's say, not Josh's standard. Yeah. Let's, let's just say they go, we go like tw- like 18, 19, 20 wins. We're on the bubble. We don't make it in, but we're one of the last four in. Maybe, uh, maybe in Josh's mind, that's the third. To me, still, and I don't want to say it's black and white because it depends how the season goes. You have injuries, what yada yada. For sure, but I mean, I'm, I'm, but it's you're, you're not, your seat is not completely cold in my eyes. If you miss the tournament in any way next year, it's you go ten wins. And I mean, I'm putting for sale signs in this front yard, old school style. Same. I, I, I'm not going to do the whole. Well, we're better than last year. No. Of oh. course, we're going to be better than last year. Oh, it's like, no! It's like I lost five pounds. I'm scared I was yesterday. I think you're also you're looking around the the landscape of college basketball. You saw Iowa State have two wins two years ago. You saw them go to a Sweet 16 last year. They're in the Big 12 semifinals right now. They're very good. Kansas State was the worst team in the Big 12 last year. They weren't even that, but they won 14 games last year. What Kansas State? Yeah, but still, they were the worst team in the Big 12. Yes, they were. And you're now right, right. they're a top 10 team. Jerome Tang's going to. Maybe win national coach of the yeah, year. Twenty six wins. Yeah. The point is, if you've got the goods, you can get it done. Oh yeah. The, it doesn't have to be a slow build. It can be a fast turnaround. And if we don't see not just progress next year, because it'd be almost impossible not to have progress next year after the season we just had. If we don't see significant progress, to me, it says you don't have the goods. And maybe yeah, if we give you three or four more years, you can make the NCAA tournament. Maybe you can win a game in the NCAA tournament, but you can't win a national title here. And that. Is the goal? I, I mean, to, to me, what saved him from being a one-done coach to us is the cloud excuse. I mean, that at least I mean, you if that cloud's not there, and you still bring in the same recruit, same class. We still have the same team we have with that not a cloud, and we get four wins. I'm not sure if I'm supporting a second year for Kenny Payne and the ten million dollar buyout. Like the financial issue is there. Oh, I have a freaking car wash where I'll put it on the glass. It's still there. It's it's still <laughs> a big. I don't know why he has the, the buyouts that high, considering we weren't competing against anybody, but. That's a topic for a different day. I know. It's uh, yeah, it, but that's moot now. But still, it all's I mean. moot. It, it all's moot. We're hoping for the best in year two. We're hoping that this doesn't become a conversation that needs to be had. We're hoping we make the tournament in year two. I mean, I don't know if I can do another March where it's no, it, it's single digits on on March. It's March eighth, March 9th, and the season's already over, and we've got nothing to look forward to, and we're watching everybody else enjoy the party. Like we've done this for two years in a row now, at least th- like. In 2021, we had hope. We thought we had a chance to make the tournament. Like We've now gone, it's going to be 
five full years since we've experienced hearing our names called on Selection Sunday. We've had that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get super excited for that first game, dream about the the, the bracket breaking our way, having some upsets. Like it's just it, it's so gut punching to not be a part of the party. We I mean, need to be back in the mix next year. And the whole time we've been doing the show, we've been two of the worst teams in global history. Probably the two worst this of our lifetime. Two years yeah, we've never. I mean, we're two. Of the, we and when we're good, we can be two of the biggest butt slappers in the country, and we haven't and we haven't had a chance to slap each other's butts once. I'm so surprised your show is so negative. I haven't had anything to be positive yeah, about. Exactly. I mean, I don't. Want we've to, lost 47, 43 times in the last fifty games. What I mean, do you want me to say? I think you've seen at least. I think we've both seen. I mean, at least, I mean, at least you got to talk when you were in another station, U of L, when we were good. I was doing UK shows then. I finally get to do a show with a U, all U of L guy, all U of L, and we suck. It's like, is it us? What is it, what is it? Do I need to go back to an Indiana show or something? Do I do need to go talk about? Uh, I'll go talk about the Evansville Aces for God's sakes for, for uh, through the year if I have to. I miss the optimistic Mike. I do too. I mean, you've seen. He needs to come back. Bring him back. Win some games. We've seen the little cracks of like glimmer we've been given, at least in football, in some cases where. You've seen our homerism be able to come out and how excited we can we be. We want a butt slap. But I want to slap some asses. That's all I want to do. I'm dying to get my hand on an ass. And I can't do it because they don't win any games. I'm, I'm being quiet because I'm using it as a promo. Let me grab your ass. <laughs> Give me a big fistful, Kenny. Just win some damn games. I'm desperate. Let's take a break on that note. We'll come back. We'll read your text. 502. Hallelujah. Where's the Tylenol? 502-414-1450. <laughs> the Thornton Stacks Line. We'll take some texts. We'll make some predictions for tonight. We'll wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Again, final segment here the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. A couple of bits of breaking news here, college basketball related. One, Bill Self now saying he will not coach the remainder of the Big 12 tournament. Uh, sidelined with an illness that apparently happened last night. Did not coach today. Kansas took down West Virginia in the first game, uh, their first game of the Big 12 tournament. They'll play in the semifinals tomorrow. Also, Ben Vanderplas, uh, starting forward for Virginia, one of their leading scorers. I think their second leading rebounder is out for the remainder of the season, dealing with a hand injury that's a huge blow for them. It's all breaking Carolina's way. I, but I told you on the show exactly what's going to happen. I said they're going to beat the absolute hell out of whoever they play in the first game, whether it's us or BC. They yeah. did that last night. You're right, yeah. They're going to upset Virginia, and everybody's going to be like, here we go. I, I told you this team was going to get – it's going to click. It's going to happen. And they're going to crap the bed tomorrow night when they play in the semifinals. 
it's going to be against the team that they're supposed to beat, whether it's NC State or Clemson or whoever else is down. I guess I think those are the only two. But it's, 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 it's NC State well, Clemson tonight, right? Yeah, that's the other game tonight. Yeah, they'll be favored to win that game. Everyone is going to to pick them to win and play in the championship game against maybe Duke and you know right the wrongs of this season. And they're going to crap the bed. And they're going to be left out of the tournament because of it. Because they've showed us who they are. They just they don't care and they're not good and they don't play sound basketball at all and they can't shoot. The only win against Virginia would clinch even with a loss to Clemson. Or I think it would get them right there on the precipice where like if they win one more, they're in and they're going to crap the bet. I mean, Virginia's be a quad one win, wouldn't it? I guess or uh, they're I don't know what their net ranking. Their Ken Palm is low. I mean that's true. I, I guess I just go by rank. I know they're top twenty five still. Yeah, the computers. Yeah, they're currently 13th still in the country. The computers oddly hate Virginia. Way they're thirtieth in the net. Ooh, I wonder if I can get Sunday in time because I, I agree with you. And Virginia is minus two in this game. I take Carolina. I'm thinking Carolina money line and end line. I'm, I'm with you on Carolina winning this game. I don't know if I'm 100 with you when I'm pooping the bed. The next one, I wouldn't be shocked or surprised really. But uh, I do, I do like your prediction on both last night and tonight with them Reynolds, Virginia. Yeah, I'm, I, it just seems too obvious. Which again, this Carolina team, of course, they may lose tonight because when they make it seem too obvious. <laughs> They always uh, just. Oh, if I'm betting them, I, you know now. <laughs> now it's over with. I do think they win tonight, though. We'll find out. 502 414 We got about uh, 10 minutes here to get to some text from you guys. Let's read them. The. Well, yeah, I went on a rant about wanting to grab Kenny Payne's ass and be a butt slapper. There you go. People had fun with that. Not just any campaign. You just want to. You just want to. You want a handful of booty no matter what you can do to get it. I'm desperate. You're desperate to smack that butt. I'm desperate to touch some butt. Come on, Akon. Teach, tell me how to do it. The walls here in the station are, are pretty thin. I wonder what Bill thought about that next door because I don't think he was talking. He's probably listening right now because I can I hear him. I have a feeling after two years, Bill has given up and he's shocked. That may have been an all time, though, like just shocking because <laughs> we're talking pretty normally. And I'm like, I'm desperate to smack some ass, uh, but I am. Uh, the texture says, Mike, you should <laughs> come on. It's the guy, it's the, it's the Trevor's mom guy. Mike, you should grab some Miss Kelsey ass. It's so addicting. I grab that ass all the time. <laughs> I mean, every day now. It's, I, first of all, I find it funny. So I say keep going. Second, I mean, are we doing trade? Like you send me the wife, I send you my mom. Because hey. yeah, I mean, I'm hoping for an negotiations here. <laughs> Texas, people outside the state thinking Patino first when it comes to Louisville basketball is exactly why the old guard was so hell bent on KP being the guy. Well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I just think the, 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 the negative thought for Kenny Payne was the fact that he'd been assistant for like a decade and a half and no one even came close to hire him except DePaul. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a red flag. Texas, Bayheim should go down as one of, if not the greatest coach in NCAA history. Have you ever been to Syracuse? Exactly. And this is why I think the Syracuse job is so interesting going forward because convincing kids to come to Syracuse, New York in the dead of winter to play basketball, especially kids who are good enough to have their other options be, I don't know, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, or even Louisville, Kentucky, or Los Angeles, California, is no small task. And I wonder if they're just going to... I, I do wonder what the future is for Syracuse. Like I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to maintain even this recent level of success. I wonder how much he used the just the the, the fact that they're in New York as like you're recruiting New York's team. Like you were in New York, everyone claims New York's team. They, they're not even that close. It's like first, a two hour drive. It's like it's, it's upstate New York. Yeah, it's not close at all. You ever been upstate New York? It's kind of like you you thinking you're going to see the Rocky Mountains and Dumb and Dumber, and you end up and wake up in Nebraska. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what upstate New York is compared to New York City. Okay. It's outside of New York City and send me kind of a little bit of Buffalo. New York is like driving through the middle of Eastern Kentucky. Okay? I think about it is a four hour 
and four-minute drive yeah, from Syracuse it's, to New York City. It's closer to Buffalo than it is New York City. Oh, it's right? way closer. It's up, looking at the map. Yeah, it's upstate New York. I mean, it's... But uh, yet it's Syracuse. It's New, York, New York City's college team. a whole different world, my friend. I love that Rutgers claims it. St. John's claims it. Syracuse claims it. New York City's like, we don't care. <laughs> Stop. St. John's is like, uh, we're here. We play in the we building. <laughs> like, who are you again? At least Rutgers is like across the river. They, they have more claim than Syracuse does. I mean, Seton Hall has more claim than Syracuse does. Texas, did Trevor just say colitis instead of colitis? Yes, he did. That's that's the joke. He didn't know. He thought when he originally was diagnosed, the same he thought way. it was colitis. And I had to be like, I'm pretty sure it's colitis. But eh, tomato, tomato, right? Texas Flowers better get here quick because KP won't be here after next season. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe next year. Texas, I'm not getting my hopes up on Payne making any noise in the portal. He strikes me as a guy who doesn't like all the transferring. Has he said anything about needing to get impact players in the portal? Oh, you don't. He may not like it. It doesn't matter if he likes it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I think you're probably right. He does strike me as an old school guy who probably does not like the changes in the game. It doesn't matter if you want to be here for year three. You need to get at least a couple of real high impact transfer guards for next season. You know, who else didn't like the, doing doing grad transfers. Your old boss Calipari. Guess what? He has no problem doing it now. Got to do what you got to do. Game changes. If you, you don't, don't. Yeah. You, you don't change whether you're getting left behind. Exactly. Texas is today's theme bourbon and beyond. Yes. Yeah. See, look at it. Look at the list. Our they listeners they are always on get it before I do. They're on the they're on they're on the key, man. Texas Mike Buddy was sitting behind the cards bench yesterday. He said after every timeout they would end the huddle with one, two, three, Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's like true. These guys are going to Cancun. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> like he went to Harvard. Texas says, did Trevor say old medicine crow? It's old medicine show, isn't it? I think it's old crow medicine show. Oh god, there's too many names. There's too many names in there. The the the, the, the one that do the the, the Darius Rucker song, Wagon Wheel. Yep, that's them. I mean, they're pretty much known for one song anyway, right? Pretty much. Yeah, that's why they're like the fourth act up. Texas says uh, March 17, Billy Strings will be in Cincinnati. If TK comes to that concert, I'll buy this man a beer. I don't drink. He'll be there for his birthday. I mean. I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Billy Strings. I'm not a big jam band guy, and it's kind of more his thing. But I, I, would, I could sit through a, a Billy Springs. I could. I could do that. Not to mention, I saw there's some cool videos of him doing covers of like uh, Crown of Thorns and uh, Man of Constant Sorrow, which is a good cover he did. Cool. Yeah. Texas. I grew up knowing a family friend who went by Verge. It's short for Virginia. Virgil. I'm not calling Virginia Verge. That's no. I wouldn't. <laughs> Doesn't work. I don't know if VA is going to ha- hang much longer, even when she gets older too. But still, yeah, we use VA now. She kind of responds to it, but she has no idea when why. She, when she, yeah, when yeah. she gets down, I think that's going to be dropped by the wayside a little bit. Yeah, Texas is telling us that the assistants quote give a lot of love to our players is not an acceptable response on what they each provide to the team. Unless he's not able to actually talk basketball, he needs to give us clear cut coach talk. I agree with that. I mean, I think that the whole like they did a great job. They love the players every day. Yeah, he's like he loved. They love these boys. I was like, oh, God, stop, stop saying. Oh that. no! Just... But he kept. Yeah, I would have liked to have heard something more significant. By the way, there is a rumor out there that North Carolina A and T, who has a head coaching vacancy, is looking for a quote former NBA player who is a Power Five conference assistant right now. So <laughs> that was the rumor that was put out there. We'll see if anything happens there. But I, I think we mentioned assistants, the future there, and I said I don't think that Kenny Payne's going to fire anybody based on his comments, but I do think it's within the realm of possibility that one or two of the assistants will leave on their own accord. And Manning strikes me as the most likely just because he seems miserable. Uh, I, I think but, he wants to be head coach again. Yeah, but, I mean, 
no offense to North Carolina team, but man, I mean, you're Danny Manning. You would you want to take that job? I think he wants to be head coach. I mean, I guess he'd have to be bad. If I'm Danny Manning, I would almost focus on. I mean, obviously you're not going to get you know Kansas State or Kansas, but I mean, you're a god in that state. Look at Wichita, Wichita State. Where, where are they? Wichita State's not hiring him. Who, what did they do this year? They didn't have that great year. They're not great, but they're not hiring Danny Manning. Maybe not this year, but I, I would say just focus on it. Go back to where you're where you're loved, Danny. Well, I, I think if you're, not, a, you're not gonna get loved on your on your resume. That's for sure. I think he, yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I think Kansas City might be more of an option, or like Omaha or something. Okay, yeah, there that you area. go. Well, those aren't in the, those uh, aren't that in area because there's only yeah. there's no schools in Kansas besides the, the big ones. Three. There's only three Division One programs right. in Kansas. Um, but Wichita is is not. They're not rolling right now, but they're still a proud program. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's, I, I'm just throwing it out there. By the way, I saw Trent Johnson coaching. I was watching the Big West tournament on TV. He's coaching at Cal State Northridge. They did not win their first game, but I was like, oh, Trent, old friend. I mean, Trent Johnson, we, I was never a fan of Trent Johnson, but God help him. God help me. He's He clearly was a better uh, contributor to the pageant as an assistant on that team than, than Manning has been on this one. Yeah. I mean, I was never big on Trent when, when they hired him as his, from his head coaching days at Stanford, but still, I mean. Texas Mike, who was your pick for the Players' Championship this weekend? We do... We rotate in our fantasy, me and uh, Danny and I, and this was his week. I did not like the pick. I'm going Brooks Kappa. Well, no, he's not playing, and that's not his name. Was that close? Kepka, but he's on the live tour now. He's not on the PGA tour anymore. Oh. But we picked uh, Patrick Cantlay. Danny picked Patrick Cantlay. I was against it. He was very confident about it. He shot even par today. <laughs> I was leaning Rory, who shot four over, so I, I've got no room to talk. But uh, Adam Hadwin, Louisville's own, is one under. He played pretty well today. I'm sorry, was this, you said the guy's name was Cantlay. Patrick Cantlay, yeah. Patrick Cantlay. Very good golfer. Patrick Cantlay. I wonder if he became a professional golfer so he could lay. Uh, <laughs> what a, I'm sure I he's mean, never heard that before You're telling me that kid did not go through hell in middle school. Oh, yeah. He had to have. It's like anybody, I know we both know Andy Sweeney, like anybody whose last name is Sweeney. You're getting the weenie references. Like, oh, I'm sure you he You know what you're yeah. signing up for. Texas, could TK go an hour without saying yada, 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 or DoorDash first? Uh, for the record, the the second one I haven't said for over an hour. So as I say, I don't think you've, yeah you've been talking so, about Dorian. Yeah, you can you can roll that up and, uh, and smoke it. Speaking uh, of the the guy who wants you to go to the concert, says we can hit the weed pen instead of beer. That works for me. Too. There you go, Billy Springs. Oh yeah, Billy just, Springs. A week from tomorrow. But just as long as we don't go to jail for a dust full of uh, <laughs> a baggie full of dust, we'll get the Trenton Flowers commitment. You can drive up to Cincy, smoke some weed, watch the concert. Last concert I saw in Cincinnati was Little Dicky. There you go. I like that. Ah, season three coming out soon with Dave. Still never watched it, which is weird. Texas getting them lake hats ready. And sends in a picture of a bunch of hats. Are these reds hats? Lake hats? Reds lake hats? Oh, these are, I would not wear those. Reds, is, I mean, baseball's going to be here before we know it. It is. We're less than, uh, thir- less than three weeks away from the bats opener. By the way, my buddy who does social media for the Reds account, which followed me on Twitter, big news no, for me last week. No no big deal. He was like, I didn't follow you. It's it's my boss. And it's for a reason that that he's going to be in contact with you for, and I don't not per, I'm not privy to all the details of. And I'm like, am I throwing out the first pitch? Am I am Look I doing the you. Reds intro video? I'm uh, guessing it's going to be some sort of like college day because I know they've had college days with UK before yeah. where they have like Reds. Thing. That's my guess. But also like, what if they want me to be on the team? Hunter Green starter for day one. Mike Rutherford starter for day two. If I don't you, know. If you're throwing the first pitch, can I be the catcher to catch it? All district. No, you can't be the catcher. I want I want to throw it to the actual catcher. Screw him. No. <laughs> Tyler Stevenson. I've got him on my fantasy team. <laughs> He's great. He's going to be great. <laughs> he is on my fantasy team. 
Texas says, Kenny Payne looks great in red and black, which is why I think he'd be a perfect fit at Texas Tech. <laughs> Texas Tech is an interesting job. This can be, I mean, Big 12, they've been successful the last couple of years. It can be a little sleep, a sleeping giant of a job for somebody. Texas says, Louisville keeping Kenny another year is like Mike keeping Trevor another year. That's not true. <laughs> you can't get rid of me with a good shot of penicillin. <laughs> Texas, my name has my last name has cock in it, and I can attest that kids are cruel. I can only imagine. I'm sorry. Mova. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dolores. <laughs> uh, we, we had a couple of texts about the Lamar situation. We haven't we haven't talked about it because we, I would like to talk about it tomorrow because it has been one of the biggest stories in sports this week. But because we've had Louisville basketball uh, coming to an unceremonious ending. We've been focused on that, but we can get to that. We don't have, we can't talk about it in like a minute. It's up in the air, though, yeah. But yeah, we can get it to tomorrow. Hopefully, like the Jets are out of it. They seem to be almost locked up and bringing in uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, which is kind of wild. But so, so, so we we already know what's going to happen. Rodgers is going to leave and go to the Jets, play there one year, then go to the Vikings, choke in the NFC title game, and then <laughs> and then Jordan Love is going to get traded to the Jets. <laughs> Probably sounds because that's kind of, that's the that, cycle, and that's the theme that we do. <laughs> That's the cycle. All right, real quickly tonight. Lot, I mean, so many games tonight in college hoops. We mentioned North Carolina, Virginia. I think we both like UNC in that one. I, I will take UNC plus two as well. Yeah. Uh, Big East FS1 quarterfinals. Villanova, Creighton, Creighton five and a half point favorite. Villanova though red hot after their their they played well last night. They destroyed Georgetown. Of yeah. course, you and I could destroy Georgetown. I think sure, you, me, and three texters. I think could <laughs> could beat that team. Uh, who do you got there though? Creighton five and a half point favorites. I'm glad you feel so confident about my basketball skills. I do. Well, it's more about Ewing <laughs> than it is about us. The three texters are like Scar Pageant and like Wood. <laughs> I texted Greer after his his like story saying goodbye to college basketball went up this morning, and I was like, Beheim, Ewing, Greer, <laughs> three legends saying goodbye at the same time. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I, I say Bill Nova falls short, but does cover. I same thing. I think Creighton wins. I'm not big on Creighton still. I, I, I don't know what. I kind of they're going to sucker me into taking them too far. The, the, the one team that I know, I've already decided I'm going to take them too far. You know what it is? It's not the, the team. It's just I just still don't have that much faith in McDermott as a coach. I don't. Either. They don't play any defense. They have no idea how to guard I mean, pick and yeah, roll. Yeah, he just doesn't do it for me. And then the late ACC game, NC State Clemson, nine thirty, approximately on ESPN. Clemson a one point favorite. NC State looked really good last night. Who you got? I didn't watch NC State play last night. Destroyed um, Vatek. Beat him by twenty. That's pretty impressive. Um, outside of that, I'm. What was the line? Clemson by one. I'm going to take Clemson winning cover. I like Clemson this game. I, I haven't been on NC State's bandwagon all year. Why well, start now? I can't respect a team that we beat by 10. NC State wins this game and then beats Carolina tomorrow night. Really? You got to throw out the point? Can't you just say we won? By 10. <laughs> we beat you by double digits. The, math, the point total is pretty much irrelevant. Right? I don't think they can let that team into the NCAA tournament. I don't care if they win this thing. <laughs> we beat them by 10. They can't make it in. Uh, enjoy the hoops tonight. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Sometimes the only way to get by is to get high. So she loves her kids in at night, kisses her husband.